Blog Talk Radio. And because 
the Lord has revealed Angola who is in the land. Na kwa sababu Bwana amefungulia Angola ni nani aliye katika nchi. Elijah moved from Bethel to Gilgal to Jordan to go. Elia alitoka Bethel Gilgali kwenda Yorodani kwenda. So the prophet of the Lord is moving from here to a double portion of revival in Angola for the church to enter. Kwa hivyo nabii wa Mungu anatoka hapa kwenda Angola kwa upako madadufu ili kanisa lipate kuingia. I see Kenya is open. Ninaona Kenya hii wazi. I see Kenya is ready. Ninaona Kenya hii tayari. Angola is not yet ready. Lakini Angola haiko tayari bado. Time is finished. Na wakati umekwisha. Time is over. Wakati umeisha. Please release the prophet to Angola. Tafadhali achilieni nabii aje Angola. Please let the valuable mighty man of God, the one sent by God to come to Angola. Tafadhali wachilieni nabii mkuu wa Mungu aliyetumwa na Mungu aje kule Angola pia. Let me tell you something. Hebu niwaambie kitu. If you don't know. Kama mjui. The Bible. Biblia. Then you don't know what's happening here. sobre la visitación más importante para esta hora in the church dentro de la iglesia aleluya aleluya now listen to this ahora escucha esto every once a year cada vez al año the lord allows me to organize a massive meeting a grand mega revival meeting el Señor me permite organizar una reunión mega masiva de avivamiento In Kenya. en Kenya Every December 31st, cada diciembre 31 and January 1, y enero 1 when we are crossing into the new year, cuando estamos cruzando al nuevo año Listen to me. Escúchame. When I was planning for the past meeting for December 2012, cuando yo estaba planeando para la reunión pasada de diciembre 2012, the Lord spoke with me on November 21st. El Señor habló conmigo el 21 de noviembre. About that meeting. Acerca de esa reunión. Normally the Lord speaks with me before the meeting. Normalmente el Señor habla conmigo antes de la reunión. And I see all the healings in the dreams. Y yo veo todas las sanidades en sueños. And the signs and wonders, whatever he does there. Y las señales y, y milagros que él hace. So, in this case, Entonces, en este caso, on November 21st, el 21 de noviembre, the Lord spoke with me about 
the meeting that was coming to December 31st. El Señor habló conmigo acerca de la reunión que venía el 31 de diciembre. But that was November 21st, almost one month before. Eso fue el noviembre 21 hace casi un mes More antes, than... un poco más de un mes antes. And so in that conversation, Entonces, en esa conversación, in a dream, en un sueño, the Lord showed me that I was at the altar in the meeting. El Señor me mostró que yo estaba en el altar en la reunión. And at that altar, y en ese altar, in that dream, en ese sueño, I saw heaven open. Yo vi el cielo que se abrió. And when I saw heaven open, y cuando el, yo vi el cielo abrirse, then I saw the mighty glory of the Lord. Entonces yo vi la poderosa gloria del Señor. Come from heaven right into the meeting. Que venía desde el cielo justamente a la reunión. But when the glory arrived, Pero cuando llegó la gloria, the glory stood in front of the altar. La gloria se paró frente del altar. And then began to come towards me. Y entonces comenzó a venir hacia mí. And in that dream I was fearful. Y en ese sueño yo temía. And so, because I knew that this is the glory that has come from heaven. Porque yo sabía que esa es la gloria que venía del cielo. This is the cloud of God. Esta es la nube de Dios. Because many times in the dream, porque muchas veces en el sueño, the Lord normally comes in that cloud and speaks with me. El Señor normalmente viene en esa nube y habla conmigo. And so I knew what this cloud was. Entonces yo sabía lo que era esa nube. And that's why when the cloud was coming towards me, y por eso es que cuando la nube venía hacia mí, I tried to dodge it. Yo traté de esquivarla. Because it was coming to my head. Porque venía hacia mi cabeza. But uh, I realized it covered me. Pero me di cuenta que me había cubierto. Like that. Así mismo como lo cubría. In waves, en forma de ondas. That is how I knew he was coming in the cloud in waves, waves, eso, waves. Eso fue como yo supe que él venía en la nube en forma de ondas. And so, entonces, I woke up and gave that prophecy. Yo me desperté y di esa profecía. And I said, y yo dije that the Lord is coming to visit the meeting. Que el Señor venía a visitar la reunión. In the cloud of his glory. En la nube de su gloria. And I said he is going to come like a tornado. Y yo dije que iba a venir en forma de tornado. And visit inside the meeting. Y visitar dentro de la reunión. And then December 26th. Entonces, diciembre 26. Four days before the meeting. Cuatro días antes de la reunión. Then again the Lord showed me that meeting. Y entonces el Señor otra vez me mostró esa reunión. I was standing at the altar again. Yo estaba parado en el altar otra vez. And then heaven opened. Entonces el cielo se abrió. In that dream. En ese sueño. And look. Y mira. Then heaven beamed light. Beamed. Entonces el cielo mandó ondas de luz. Beamed glory. The glorious light. Mandó una luz gloriosa. From heaven, desde el cielo, on me on the altar. Sobre mí en el altar. I am not allowed to share some things that happened inside that light. Yo no estoy permitido a compartir algunas cosas que ocurrieron dentro de esa luz. That light connected heaven to the meeting. Esa luz conectó el cielo 
con la, la reunión and when I was inside, y cuando yo estaba dentro and looked up inside the light, y miré dentro de la luz there are some things I saw. había algunas cosas que yo vi and the Lord has never allowed me to share that. y el Señor nunca me ha permitido compartirlo But most important pero lo más importante es que esa gloria vino en un pilar pilar es que esa gloria vino en un pilar directo y altísimo Connecting heaven to the meeting. que conectaba el cielo con la reunión then I woke up and gave that prophecy. y entonces me desperté y di esa profecía and then when the day of the meeting arrived, entonces cuando llegó el día de la reunión then you see what happened. entonces usted vio lo que ocurrió you see, after the prophecy was spoken, después que la profecía fue hablada because the radio is Global radio. We have a global radio. La radio global que nosotros tenemos allá. When I spoke the prophecy, a lot of pastors from all over the world were very curious. Cuando yo hablé la profecía, muchos pastores en todo el mundo estaban muy curiosos. They decided to say, "We are coming to Kenya." Ellos decidieron y dijeron, nosotros vamos a ir a Kenya. We want to see that prophecy of said how it's going to be fulfilled. Queremos ver esa profecía que fue hablada cómo iba a cumplirse. And now listen to this. Y ahora escucha esto. The pastors, los pastores, when they came, they wanted to see how the cloud is going to visit. Cuando ellos vinieron, ellos querían ver cómo la nube iba a visitar. Everybody else also. Todo el mundo también. So, listen to this now. Entonces escucha esto ahora. When the Lord brought me into the stadium. Cuando el Señor me trajo al estadio. When I walked into the stadium. Cuando yo caminé al estadio. I began to say. Yo comencé a decir that I have seen the glory of the Lord. Que yo había visto la gloria del Señor. Coming here. Que viene aquí. He's going to come from this side. Él va a venir desde este lado. I have seen the cloud of God's glory coming. Yo he visto la, la nube de la gloria de Dios que viene. And I was pointing in the direction of those trees. Entonces yo estaba señalando la dirección de estos árboles. When I just entered. Cuando apenas entré. And then after short moment. Y entonces después de breve momento. Then the visitation took place. A lot of creepers walked blind, deaf, mute, everything happened. Entonces la visitación ocurrió. Muchas personas, cojos, sordos, ciegos, todas las cosas ocurrieron allí. But during that time. Pero durante ese tiempo. Some pastors. Algunos pastores. They remembered the prophecy. Ellos recordaron la profecía. They said, the man of God said, Ellos dijeron, el hombre de Dios dijo that at the time when these things will be happening here, que en el momento cuando estas cosas estarán ocurriendo aquí, the cloud of his glory will come from heaven. La nube de su gloria vendrá desde el cielo. So when they looked at the place where the aircraft ran, entonces cuando miraron hacia el aeroespacio donde los aviones pasan, then they saw the cloud like a tornado, like This coming from heaven, coming down towards the meeting. Entonces ellos vieron una nube en forma de tornado desde el cielo que venía a la reunión. And then that is how they managed to capture the other picture. Entonces es así como ellos lograron capturar la otra fotografía. Then what is the message from this visitation to Chile? Entonces cuál es el mensaje de esta visitación a Chile? To the pastors in Chile. A los pastores en Chile. To the church in Chile. A la iglesia en Chile. In the entire Bible. En la Biblia entera. 
They are prophets of the Lord in the Bible. De Señor en la Biblia. They are there in the Bible. Están ahí en la Biblia. The prophets of the Lord. Los del Señor. But of them all, Pero de todos ellos, there is one of the prophets in the Bible hay uno de los en la Biblia, who had some very serious encounters with this cloud. Que tuvo una, un serio encuentro con la nube. And in his encounter with this cloud, y su encuentro con esta nube, there is a lot that the church, the message comes from there. Hay mucho que la iglesia, o sea, el mensaje viene de allí. There is a lot that the church can learn from. Hay mucho que la iglesia puede aprender de allí. Because every time the Lord speaks, porque cada vez que el Señor habla, only the Bible is the reference. Solamente la Biblia es punto de referencia. That prophet was Moses, the man of God. Y yo dije que ese profeta era Moisés, el hombre de Dios. When Moses was born, cuando Moisés nació, it was during distress. Era durante angustia. And during that distress, they were to kill the boys. Y durante esa angustia, debían de asesinar los varones. And so when Moses was born, entonces cuando Moisés nació, we see the miraculous rescue of God. Nosotros vimos el rescate milagroso de Dios. How the Lord rescued Moses. Como Dios rescató a Moisés. And that was be speaking, it was speaking about. Y eso estaba hablando de about the mission the Lord will put in the life of Moses. De la misión que el Señor iba a colocar sobre la vida de Moisés. To go and miraculously rescue Israel. Para ir a rescatar a Israel milagrosamente. In the book of Exodus chapter 2 verse 1 to 10. Y nosotros vimos eso en el libro de Éxodo capítulo 2 versículo 1 al 10. Listen to me very carefully. Escúchame muy cuidadosamente. In Exodus Chapter 3, en Éxodo capítulo 3, verse 4, versículo 4, he says, él dice, that when Jehovah, que cuando Jehová, again, Moses was shepherding the sheep of Jethro, Moisés estaba apacentando las ovejas de Jethro, which represents the wealth of Jethro, the treasure of Jethro, que representa la riqueza y los tesoros de Jethro. And in the process, Moses saw a burning bush. E, en el proceso, Moisés vio la zarza ardiente. And he realized that the bush was not burning. Y se dio cuenta que la zarza no se consumía. And when he saw this strange phenomenon, y cuando veo este fenómeno tan extraño, look at what Moses did. Mira lo que hizo Moisés. He abandoned the sheep. Él abandonó las and ovejas. He and he went there to look. Y él fue allá a mirar. He went there to look. Él fue allá a ver. And the Bible says, y la Biblia dice, Exodus 3, verse 4, Exodus capítulo 3, versículo 4, when Jehovah saw, cuando Jehová vio, that Moses had gone there to look, que Moisés había ido allá a ver, then the voice of Jehovah spoke from that glory of the consuming fire. Entonces la voz de Jehová habló desde esta gloria de la zarza ardiente. And he said, Moses, Moses. Y dijo, Moisés, Moisés. And he answered, here I am. Y dijo, heme aquí. And now we see, y ahora nosotros vemos that that encounter que ese encuentro changed the mentality of Moses. Cambió la mentalidad de Moisés. Changed the mind of Moses. Cambió la mentalidad de Moisés. And we understand the message. Y nosotros entendemos el mensaje. That now that even the church has also encountered this glory. Que ahora que también la iglesia 
encontrado con esta gloria, the Lord is saying el Señor está diciendo that the mind of the church must now change. Que la mente de la iglesia ahora debe cambiar. Because Moses encountering the cloud, porque el encuentro de Moisés con la nube, he abandoned the sheep of Jethro. Hizo, hizo que él abandonara las ovejas de Jethro. The treasures of the world, los tesoros del mundo, the sheep of the world, las ovejas del mundo. The message the church in Chile, el mensaje a la iglesia en Chile. But even you now that the Lord has come to tell you, look, visitation is here. Y también a ustedes también el Señor ha venido a decirle, mira, visitación está aquí. That your mind must change. Que su mente debe cambiar. And you must abandon the treasures of the world. Que debe abandonar los tesoros del mundo. Moses went to shepherd Israel. Moisés fue a apacentar a Israel. The sheep of Jehovah. Las ovejas de Jehová. When he met this cloud. Cuando él se encontró con esta nube. Even you, the pastors now. Y también ustedes los pastores ahora. You must now change. Ahora deben cambiar. Some of you have been shepherding the sheep of the world. Algunos de ustedes habían estado apacentando las ovejas del mundo. Majority of you. La mayoría de vosotros. When you shepherd the sheep of Jethro, cuando usted apacenta las ovejas de Jethro, this is what happens. Eso es lo que ocurre. The women come with short dresses in church. Las mujeres vienen con minifaldas en la iglesia. But you cannot rebuke. Pero usted no puede reprenderlo. Then you know you are shepherding the sheep of Jethro. Entonces tú sabes que está apacentando las ovejas de Jetro. When they come to church, cuando ellas llegan a la iglesia, you are going to help them about the things of the world. Lo vas a ayudar a ellos acerca de las cosas del mundo. Prosperidad del mundo. La prosperidad del mundo. Then you know you are shepherding the sheep of Jethro. Entonces ya usted sabrá que está apacentando las ovejas de Jethro. But when Moses encountered this cloud, pero cuando Moisés se encontró con esta nube, he went to shepherd Israel. Él fue a apacentar a Israel. And the Lord is saying to you as pastors y el in Chile. Señor le está diciendo a ustedes como pastores en Chile. Time is out. Ya se acabó el tiempo. For shepherding the sheep of the world. Para estar apacentando las ovejas del you mundo. You need to shepherd the sheep of Jehovah. Necesita apacentar las ovejas de Jehová. But the sheep of the Lord, pero las ovejas del Señor, are holy. Son santas. They are holy. Son santas. And that's why, por eso, you need to begin shepherding the sheep of Christ. Necesita comenzar a apacentar las ovejas de Cristo. The sheep of Christ must be holy. Las ovejas de Cristo deben ser santas. The pastor who has encountered the glory of the Lord, el pastor que haya encontrado con la gloria del Señor, will begin to rebuke sin. Va a comenzar a reprender el pecado. Will begin to purify worship. Va a comenzar a purificar la adoración. Moses went back to purify worship in Israel. Moisés regresó a purificar la adoración en Israel. In the house of Jacob, en la casa de Jacob. Precious people, precioso pueblo. Moses had to change and began shepherding the sheep of Jehovah. Moisés tuvo que cambiar y comenzar a apacentar las ovejas de Jehová. And that is the message I brought to Chile. Y este es el mensaje que yo he traído a Chile. I can tell you pastors. Yo le puedo decir pastores. Based on the way I see your wives have dressed. Basado en la forma como yo he visto que sus esposas se han vestido, I can see that you are shepherding the sheep of the world. Yo puedo ver que están apacentando las ovejas del mundo. I have not come to laugh with you. 
Yo no he venido a reírme con ustedes. Because I know what the devil can do to the church. Porque yo sé lo que el diablo puede hacer a la iglesia. I have not come that you like me. I don't want you to like me. Yo no he venido para que me amen. Yo no quiero que me amen. But I want you to love Christ. Pero yo quiero que amen a Cristo. And begin to purify the church. Y comenzar a purificar la iglesia. Begin with your wife. Comienza con tu esposa. Tell her to change her dresses. Dile que cambie su forma de vestir. And then go to the sheep. Y entonces va a la oveja. And tell them to change dresses. Y dígale a que cambien su vestido. And rebuke sin. Y reprende el pecado. In the church. En la iglesia. That is the only way to purify worship. Esa es la única manera de purificar la adoración. Otherwise, si no, you will remain Chile, 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 and go to infierno. Y usted va a quedar Chile, 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 y van al infierno. Do you understand why I come? ¿Me está entendiendo por qué yo vine? The Lord sent me that you may see the glorious holy kingdom of Jehovah. El Señor me envía para que pueda ver el reino glorioso y santo de Jehová. That nobody lies to you. Que nadie miente a usted más. Without holiness, sin la santidad, nobody, nadie, will see the Lord. Verá al Señor. Did you understand that? ¿Sí entendiste? Moses abandoned the sheep of Jethro. Moisés abandonó las ovejas de Jethro. When he saw the glory, cuando él vio la gloria. Let us see other people what they did. Vamos a ver otra persona lo que hicieron. Let us see the book of Acts, chapter 9. Hechos capítulo 9. Verses 3 to 6. Versículo 3 al 6. I am reading now. Ahora estoy leyendo. He says, él dice, Acts chapter 9 verse 3 onwards. Hechos capítulo 9 versículo 3 en adelante. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. Mas yendo por el camino, aconteció que al llegar cerca de Damasco, repentinamente le rodeó un resplandor de luz del cielo. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul. Why do you persecute me? Y cayendo en tierra, oyó una voz que le decía, Saulo, Saulo, ¿por qué me persigues? Who are you, my Lord? Saul asked. Él dijo, ¿quién eres, Señor? Y le dijo, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Él le dijo, yo soy Jesús a quien tú persigues. Dura cosa te es dar cosas contra el aguijón. I am going to explain the two scriptures together. Yo voy a e explicar las dos escrituras juntos. Acts chapter 2. Hechos capítulo 2. Verses 5 to 12. Versículo 5 al 12. We are not reading all, just a few. No vamos a leer todo, solamente poco. Acts chapter 2. Hechos capítulo 2. I'm beginning verse 5. Estoy comenzando versículo 5. Then I'm going to explain the two scriptures together. Entonces yo voy a explicar las dos escrituras juntos. I said I want to talk to the leadership of the church in Chile. Yo dije que yo quiero hablar al liderazgo de la iglesia en Chile. That the leaders and the church para que el liderazgo y la iglesia may understand the foundation of this revival. pueda entender el fundamento de este avivamiento. So that there is no confusion. Para que no haya ninguna confusión. Because right now there is big confusion in the church. Porque ahora mismo hay gran confusión en la iglesia. The book of Acts chapter 2 verse 5. El libro de Hechos capítulo 2 versículo 5. He says, Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews 
from every nation under heaven. Moraban entonces en Jerusalén judíos, varones piadosos de todas las naciones bajo el cielo. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Y hecho este estruendo, se juntó la multitud y estaban confusos porque cada uno les oía hablar en su propia lengua. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not these men who are speaking Galileans? Y estaban atónitos y maravillados diciendo, mirad, no son Galileos todos estos que hablan. Let me explain to you. Déjame explicarle. When Moses encountered the cloud, cuando Moisés se encontró con la nube, the glory of the Lord, la gloria del Señor, Moses changed direction. Moisés cambió de dirección. Now, ahora, when Paul encountered the glory of the Lord, cuando Pablo se encontró con la gloria del Señor, Paul changed direction and even changed name. Pablo se cambió de dirección y también se cambió de nombre. From Saul to Paul. Desde Saúl a Pablo. I hope you are hearing the Lord speaking to the church in Chile. Espero que uh, under, under that, right? Espero que está escuchando el Señor hablando a la iglesia en Chile debajo de este mensaje. Even identity change. Incluyendo su identidad cambió. Again, Otra vez, when Moses encountered the glory, cuando Moisés se encontró con la gloria, his life's mission changed. Su misión de vida cambió, including his calling, incluyendo su llamado. When Paul encountered the glory, cuando Pablo encontró la gloria, his life's mission changed. Su misión de vida cambió, even the identity name, y también su identidad. And when the glory came in Pentecost also, y cuando la gloria vino en el Pentecostés también, there were people in Jerusalem, había gente en Jerusalén, who were God-fearing, que temían de Dios. They too came out. Ellos también salieron. And they were bewildered. Estaban asombrados. They were shocked. Estaban asombrados. And they changed direction. Y ellos cambiaron de dirección. What is the message the church in Chile? ¿Cuál es el mensaje para la iglesia en Chile? <laughs> oh yes. Oh sí. The moment of the truth has come. El momento de la verdad ha llegado. The Lord is saying. El Señor está diciendo. That if you look at this picture carefully. Que si usted mira esta foto muy cuidadosamente. These are not people who have met somewhere for a rock, rock festival, rock. Esas no son gente que se ha reunido en algún música. lugar para el festival música de rock. En Viña del Mar. En Viña del Mar. No. No. They are not there to dance mariachi. Ellos no están allí para bailar mariachi. Cantar y bailar. Para cantar fumar y, y tomar. Y fumar y tomar. No. No. This is a Christian gathering. Esta es una reunión de cristianos. And that means, y eso significa, this glory has visited the house of the Lord. Esta gloria ha visitado la casa del Señor. And that means, y eso significa, Chile has a share in that glory. Chile tiene una parte en esa gloria. Because you are the house of the Lord. Porque tú eres la casa del Señor. But he's saying, pero él está diciendo, that in the Bible, que en la Biblia, when Moses encountered this glory, que cuando Moisés encontró con esta gloria, this particular cloud, esta nube particular, his identity changed, su identidad cambió, and his life mission changed, y su misión de vida cambió. 
When Paul encountered this glory, cuando Pablo encontró con esta gloria, as the vertical light that we saw, como la luz vertical que vimos, his mission changed. Su misión cambió. Even identity. Y también su identidad. And when the people of Jerusalem encountered the glory, y cuando la gente de Jerusalén encontraron con la gloria, during Pentecost, durante Pentecostés, then look at what happened. Entonces mira lo que ocurrió. Their lives changed. Sus vidas cambió. They came out. Ellos salieron. In bewilderment. En el desierto. And when they came out in bewilderment, y cuando salieron así asombrado, Peter harvested them. Pedro cosechó a ellos. Meaning, significa, there are people out there. Hay personas allá afuera. Who are God fearing? Que son piadosas. In Chile. En Chile. In the calles de Chile. En las calles de Chile. And ellos fumar y tomar. Y ellos fuman y toman. And they're injecting cocaine. Y están inyectándose cocaína. They're saying. Ellos están diciendo. I am still waiting for the church to be reformed. Todavía estoy esperando para que la iglesia sea reformada. They're waiting for the church. Ellos están esperando por la iglesia. Because in Jerusalem. Porque en Jerusalén. There were God-fearing people. Ellos eran gente piadosas. Who were not Christian. Que no eran cristianos. But when the glory came, they detected. Pero cuando la gloria vino, ellos detectaron. How did they detect the glory? Como ellos detectaron la gloria. They saw that the behavior, the identity, and the mission of the church had changed. Ellos vieron que su, la, el comportamiento y la identidad y la misión de la iglesia había cambiado. When they saw they came out, cuando ellos vieron eso, se salieron. <laughs> There are people in the streets of Chile. Hay personas en las calles de Chile who are waiting for you to finish corruption in the church. Que están esperando que se acabe la corrupción en la iglesia. So they can come in. Para que ellos puedan venir. Your sons and daughters, sus hijos y sus hijas. They are saying, Daddy. Están diciendo, Papi. I am still drinking my beer. Todavía estoy bebiendo mi cerveza. I am still drinking cristal. Que todavía estoy bebiendo cristal. Because I'm waiting for the church to reform. Porque estoy esperando que la iglesia sea reformada. Did you understand the message? Se está entendiendo el mensaje. That this glory brings the church. Que esta gloria trae a la iglesia. Because when the glory came down. Porque cuando la gloria descendió. The behavior of Moses changed. El comportamiento de Moisés cambió. The behavior of Paul changed. El, el comportamiento de Pablo cambió. The behavior of the people at Pentecost. The church changed. El, com, el comportamiento de la gente en Pentecostés. La iglesia cambió. How about you, the church in Chile? ¿Y qué tal ustedes, la iglesia en Chile? Are you going to remain the same? Van a quedar igual with immorality in the church? Con la inmoralidad en la iglesia? Prostitution in the church? Prostitución en la iglesia? False apostles in the church? Falsos apóstoles en la iglesia? False prophets in the church? Falsos profetas en la iglesia? When you come to Chile, cuando viene a Chile, they say, I am also a prophet. Ellos decían, yo también soy profeta. Is God crazy? ¿Será que Dios es esta loco? Is God crazy to send me here? ¿Será que Dios está loco para traerme aquí? If there is a prophet here, si hay un profeta aquí, he should have told the church that she needs to repent. Él hubiera dicho a la iglesia que ella necesita arrepentirse. And the Lord would have used him to reform the church. Y el Señor lo hubiera usado para reformar la iglesia. Let us clean lies from the church. Vamos a limpiar la iglesia de mentiras. Let 
us remove falsidad from the church. Vamos a sacar la falsedad en la iglesia. The ways of the Lord are straight. Los caminos del Señor son derechitos. Very straight. Muy derecho. The Lord cannot speak with me on another thing and tell another prophet something else. El Señor no me puede hablar conmigo sobre algo y hablar con otra persona sobre otra cosa. God is clear-minded. Dios tiene una mente bien clara. He has one purpose for the church. Él tiene un propósito para la iglesia. That the church may be holy. Que la iglesia sea santa. And see the eternal kingdom of God. Para que vea la, el reino eterno de Dios. Did you understand me? Me entendiste. So the Lord is using this cloud to say. Entonces el Señor está usando esta nube para decir. That the identity of the church must now change. Que la identidad de la iglesia ahora debe cambiar. Are you going to remain the same? Tunasema utukuvu ni kwa Bwana Mfalme. Cry glory to the king. Tunalia utukuvu kwa Mfalme. We are so honored that he can allow us to cry glory to him. Ni tunuku kwa sababu anaweza kuturuhusu tulie utukuvu kwake. He did not charge us. Hakutulipisha. He just told us you can come to me. Akatuambia tu ya kwamba mnaweza kunijia and cry glory to me. Namulie utukufu kwangu. So glory to King Jesus. Hivyo basi utukufu kwa Mfalme Yesu. Let us talk about the sacrifice at the Lord's altar. Hebu tuongee kuhusu dhabihu katika madhabahu ya Bwana. What is the mind of the Lord regarding the sacrifice you are supposed to bring before him? 
mawazo ya bwana kuhusu dhabihu ambao unafaa umlete mbele zake ni nini and so today i want to walk you very slowly leo nataka nikupeleke polepole because this is extremely critical kwa sababu ni ya maana sana and i don't want to rush it na sitaki niende haraka If the first thing i want you to know kitu cha kwanza nataka uelewe is that the sacrifice you bring before the lord ni kwamba dhabihu ambayo unatoa mbele za bwana will determine whether you are favored or not by the lord itaonyesha kama umepewa kibali na Mungu ama hapana and to lay the foundation to this na kuweka msingi kwa ajili ya hii so you can understand the mind of god regarding the sacrifice before him ili uelewe mawazo ya Bwana kuhusu madhabihu ambayo unafaa umtolee let us go straight in the book of leviticus chapter 9 twende moja kwa moja katika kitabu cha mambo ya walawii mlango wa tisa beginning from verse 1 kuanzia mstari wa kwanza and see the conversation na uone maongezi that the lord was having with moses yenye bwana alikuwa nayo na musa as an instruction kama agizo to Aaron kwa Aaron on what type of sacrifice kuhusu aina gani ya dhabihu can touch the lord's heart inaweza kuguza moyo wa bwana the book of uh, leviticus chapter 9 verses 1 to 24 i'm reading you can write it down at home unaweza kuandika kitabu cha mambo ya walawi mlango wa tisa mstari wa kwanza hadi wa 24 unaweza kuandika hapo nyumbani And he says on the eighth day Moses summoned Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. Inasema basi ilikuwa siku ya nane Musa akawaita Haruni na wanawe pamoja na wazee wa Israeli. And he said he said to Aaron take a bull calf for your sin offering and a ram for your burnt offering both without defect. Na akamwambia Haruni kwamba tua wewe Uh, mwanangombe mume awe sadaka ya dhambi na kondoo mume wa sadaka ya kuteketezwa wa kamilifu akawasogeze mbele ya Bwana and again he said he said to Aaron take a bull calf for your sin offering a ram and a ram for your burnt offering underline that both without defect and present them before the Lord ile nasema akamwambia Haruni toa wewe mwanangombe mume awe sadaka ya dhambi na kondoo mume wa sadaka ya kuteketezwa wakamilifu and the key word to underline here is without defect cha maana sana hapa ni wakamilifu bila mawaa verse 3 says then say to the israelites take a male goat for a sin offering and a calf and a lamb both a year old without defect for a burnt offering and an ox and a ram for fellowship offering to the to sacrifice before the Lord together with grain offering mixed with oil for today the Lord will appear to you. Biblia inasema kwamba nawe utawaambia wana wa Israeli ukisema tuaeni mbuzi mume awe sadaka ya dhambi na mwanangombe na mwanakondoo wote wa mwaka wa kwanza wakamilivu kwa sadaka ya kuteketezwa na ngombe mume na kondoo mume kwa sadaka za amani ili kuwachinja mbele za Bwana na sadaka ya unga iliyochanganywa na mafuta kwa maana Bwana hivi leo atawatokea. Let me explain to you something very critical in this today. Hebu nikueleze kitu cha maana sana katika mafunzo haya leo. I want you to know that seven days take place. 
Nataka ujue ya kwamba siku saba ilitendeka. If you look at the life I'm just going to draw you back a little bit so you can understand this thing. Ninakurudisha nyuma tu ili uweze kuelewa mambo haya. Many times when it comes the eighth day the sun was circumcised in the in, in, in the Jewish in the, in the Old Testament the Jewish setting. Ukiangalia katika agano la kale katika itikadi za wa Wayahudi baada ya siku saba siku la nane siku la nane mtoto angetayarishwa remember that the eighth day is when there was change of identity kumbuka ya kwamba siku ya nane ndiyo kulikuwa na mabadiliko ya kitambulisho and you see that even when the lord is sending moses here to talk to aaron na tunaona hata wakati bwana anamtuma musa aongee na haruni he is already preparing to change the identity of aaron on the eighth day if aaron will do the following anajiandaa kubadilisha kitambulisho cha Heron katika siku ya nane kama Haruni atafanya mambo yafuatayo. And he said take a book for your sin offering and the ram for your fellowship for your burnt offering hallelujah both without defect and you begin to understand right from the word go that the Lord is emphasizing without defect. Tunaona Bwana anamwambia chukua mwanangombe utoe kama dhabihu ya kuteketezwa na tunaona Bwana anasema dhabihu kamilifu and even when he says to Aaron tell the Israelites to take a male goat and so on he says without defect na hata wakati aliwaambia wana wa Israeli ya kwamba mchukue mbuzi mume na akamwambia ya kwamba bila mawaa bila kamilifu bila mawaa yote and then down there he says for today the lord is going to appear to you na hapo chini akawaambia kwa sababu leo bwana atawatokea so you begin to understand right away that our god is a perfect lord sasa unaanza kuelewa ya kwamba mungu wetu ni bwana mkamilifu he knows everything every single thing about every fiber of your heart anajua kila kitu kukuhusu and so he is telling you to bring a sacrifice without defect na sasa anakuambia utoe dhabihu bila mawaa he knows that you are capable anajua ya kwamba unaweza and he says if you do that then you will experience a visitation he is going to appear to you na sasa anasema ukifanya hivyo basi utapata mtembeleo atakuonekania and so you, the first thing you see that god is asking you to bring sacrifice with without defect. Na kitu cha kwanza tunaona ya kwamba Mungu anakuuliza ulete dhabihu bila mawaa. A sacrifice without defect is key to the Lord. Dhabihu bila mawaa ni ufunguo kwa Mungu. And that is what he is saying right away from the word go here. Na hiyo ndiyo anasema mwanzo kabisa akianza hapa. Verse 5 he says. Mlango wa mstari wa 5 anasema they took the things Moses commanded to the front of the tent of meeting and the entire assembly came near and stood before the Lord. Biblia inasema nao wakayaleta hayo yaliyoagizwa na Musa wakayaweka mbele ya hema ya kukutania kisha mkutano wote ukakaribia wakasimama mbele za Bwana. Then Moses said this is what the Lord has commanded you to do so that the glory of the Lord may appear to you kisha Musa akasema neno aliloagiza Bwana kwamba mlifanye ni hili na huo utukufu wa Bwana ukaaribie madhabahu okay sorry utukufu wa Bwana uwatokee and you see that the church where the church is sitting now it is absolutely critical that the glory of the Lord will appear to the church na tunaona penye kanisa iko saizi ni muhimu ya kwamba utukufu wa Bwana itaonekania kanisa especially as we move to the rapture hasa tunapoelekea unyakuzi and so it becomes important to understand the ways of the Lord na sasa ni muhimu sana kuelewa njia za Bwana 
regarding that utukufu that glory that should visit the church utukufu wa bwana ambao inafaa itembelee kanisa which the church so much needs to be part of the rapture yenye kanisa inahitaji sana iwe ni sehemu ya unyakuzi what the church ought to do chenye kanisa inafaa ilifanye for that glory to appear ili utukufu huo upatikane ama uonekane can be part of the rapture ili kanisa iweze kuwa sehemu ya unyakuzi and it says very clearly without defect from the word god without kasoro bila madoa yoyote anasema wazi ya kwamba dhabihu bila madoa yoyote kamilifu and so the glory of the lord may appear to you ili utukufu wa bwana ikutokee verse 7 moses said to aaron come to the altar and sacrifice your sin offering and your burnt offering and make atonement for yourself and the people sacrifice the offering that is for the people and make atonement for them as the lord has commanded mstari wa saba biblia inasema musa akamwambia heruni ikaribia madhabahu uitoe sadaka yako ya dhambi na sadaka yako ya kuteketezwa ukafanye upatanisho kwa ajili ya nafsi yako na kwa ajili ya watu nawe uitoe hiyo dhabihu ya watu ukafanye upatanisho kwa ajili yao kama bwana alivyoagiza but you see a trend here na tunaona njia hapa that the, the instruction Moses is given by the Lord is to err on the priest Tunaona agizo yenye Musa anapewa na Bwana ni kwa ajili ya Haruni kuani that Aaron first has to offer sin offering before the Lord. Ya kwamba Heroni kwanza lazima atoe dhabihu ya dhambi mbele za Bwana. I want you to know that that represents repentance by the pastors, by the servants of the Lord. Nataka ujue ya kwamba hiyo inawakilisha toba kwa wachungaji, kwa watumishi wa Mungu. Extremely important. Ambayo ni muhimu sana. And he says he should first offer his sacrifices before the Lord. Na anasema kwanza kabisa anafaa atoe dhabihu zake mbele za Bwana without defect. Bila mawaa and then later to tell the children of Israel. Alafu baadaye waambie wana wa Israeli to prepare sacrifice without defect. Ili waandae dhabihu bila mawaa. So you begin to understand the enormous role that is given to the priesthood in the sacrifice you ought to give before the Lord. Sasa tunaona kazi ambayo imepewa ukuhani kwa ajili ya madhabihu ambayo unafaa utoe mbele za Mungu. It becomes absolutely clear that if you are in a place where the priesthood is offering a defiled sacrifice before the Lord, there is no way you are able to offer a sacrifice without defect. Ni wazi kabisa ya kwamba ukiwa katika sehemu ambayo ukuhani inatoa dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa mbele za Mungu, hata wewe hakuna venye unaweza kutoa dhabihu safi mbele za Mungu. The Lord is using this issue of the sacrifice to be brought before him to be able to speak about the importance of the priesthood. Mungu anatumia hali hii ya dhabihu ambayo inafaa itolewe mbele zake ili aongee kuhusu ukuani and so you see that Aaron is supposed to bring sacrifice without defect na tunaona Haruni anafaa alete dhabihu bila mawaa bila doa and then the children of Israel offer sacrifice without defect alafu wana wa Israeli watatoa dhabihu bila mawaa that tells me very very clearly wazi kabisa that Aaron would set an example to the children of Israel. Ya kwamba Haruni angeweka mfano kwa wana wa Israeli. And I see sin offering here. Na ninaona dhabihu ya dhambi hapa. That means repentance. Hiyo inamaanisha toba. Becoming very critical as part of sacrificing before the Lord. Toba inakuwa ni ya maana sana kama sehemu ya dhabihu mbele za Bwana. Hebu tuendelee wakati ambapo tunaendelea kuweka msingi. Mstari wa 8. And it says so Aaron came to the altar and slaughtered the calf as a sin offering for himself 
Biblia inasema basi Haruni akakaribia madhabahu akamchinja huyo mwanangombe kachinja huyo mwanangombe wa sadaka ya dhambi aliyekuwa kwa ajili ya nafsi yake and you read all the way even at home na utasoma hata ukiwa hapo nyumbani and verse 23 is what i want to focus on na mstari wa 23 ndio nataka kusisitiza haleluya verse 23 mstari wa 23 and Moses and Aaron then went up into the tent of meeting Biblia inasema kisha Musa na Haruni wakaingia ndani ya hema ya kukutania when they came out they blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared to the people Biblia inasema kisha wakatoka nje na kuwabariki watu na huo utukufu wa Bwana ikawatokea watu wote That is absolutely important for me to repeat Hiyo ni ya muhimu sana narudia tena Verse 23 Mstari wa 23 If you want to know the sacrifice that will create a visitation in the church Ukitaka kujua dhabihu ambayo itatengeneza mtembeo ndani ya kanisa The Lord has commanded his mind regarding the sacrifice sacrifice you ought to bring before him Bwana ameamuru mawazo yake kuhusu dhabihu ambayo unafaa utoe mbele zake without defect bila mawa without defect bila doa and 23 says Moses and Aaron then went into the tent of meeting when they came out they blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared to the people Biblia inasema kisha Musa na Haruni wakaingia ndani ya hema ya kukutania kisha wakatoka nje na kuwabariki watu na huo utukufu wa Bwana ukawatokea watu wote and listen to what happens here verse 24 nisikiza katika mstari wa 24 when fire came out of the presence of the lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions at the altar and when all the people saw it they shouted for joy and they fell face down Biblia inasema kisha moto ukatoka hapo mbele za Bwana na kuiteketeza sadaka ya kuteketezwa na yale mafuta juu ya madhabahu watu wote walipouona huo moto wakapiga kelele wakainama kifudifudi So you see very clearly the mind of God regarding the sacrifice you need to bring him Sasa unaona wazi kabisa mawazo ya Bwana kuhusu dhabihu ambayo unafaa ulete mbele zake Even as we lay the foundation to this teaching Hata tunapoendelea kuweka msingi kwa mafunzo haya leo And I want you to know that this will get very deep tonight. Nataka ujue ya kwamba leo tutaingia ndani sana. And you see very clearly that when they bring when Aaron and Moses when Aaron is able to bring sacrifice without defects. Tunaona wazi kabisa ya kwamba wakati Aaron anaweza kulete dhabihu bila doa, the glory of the Lord comes and touches down into the house of the Lord. Utukufu wa Bwana iliguza nyumba ya Bwana. And it makes you begin to wonder. Na ili, itakufanya uanze kushangaa as to whether the church is already prepared to receive the glory of the Lord. Kama kanisa kweli imejiandaa kupokea utukufu wa Bwana. And the glory of the Lord can only come if the church will offer sacrifice without defect. Remember I'm laying a foundation here. Utukufu wa Bwana itakuja ndani ya kanisa iwapo kanisa litaweza kutoa dhabihu bila doa. Our Lord has the same way. Bwana wetu wako na njia hiyo hiyo. Jehovah Yahweh has the same way he does not change his ways his ways are in the bible Jehovah yawe yako na njia hiyo hiyo abadilishi njia zake njia zake ziko katika biblia and after the glory came down na baada ya utukufu kushuka you see that the fire of the most high god tunaona moto wa Mungu aliyejuu the holy fire of the lord moto takatifu wa Bwana coming from heaven ikitoka mbinguni and consuming all the burnt offering na ikichoma sadaka zote za kuteketezwa 
ocean na sehemu nono and when the people saw it they were awed and they fell face down na watu walipoiona wakapigwa butua na wakaanguka kifudifudi i want to jump ahead of me right now nataka niende mbele yangu sasa that fire moto huo is the same fire ni moto huo huo that fire is the same fire that fell down when elijah on mount carmel presented a sacrifice without defect hiyo ndio moto ambao ulishuka wakati elijah katika mlima carmel alitoa dhabihu bila mawa when he gave a sacrifice that was completely without door without defect before the lord and you see that the fire came down and consumed the sacrifice consumed the water in the trenches and everywhere in the wood wakati elia alitoa dhabihu bila doa katika mlima Carmel tunaona moto huo ulishuka na ikachoma sadaka hiyo and it's amazing to me that when the lord is asking this he had waited for a long time for the children of Israel to offer him sacrifice without defect but at that time it was not forthcoming na inanishangaza kwa sababu bwana alikuwa amewasubiri wana wa Israeli wamtolee kwa muda mwingi wamtolee sadaka bila doa yoyote lakini hawangeweza kutoa it was not forthcoming at all hawangeweza kutoa and you see that they were at that time very busy with Baal worship Baalism na tunaona wakati huo walikuwa na shughuli sana ya kumwabudu Baal and Baal remember let me explain to something those who don't know Baal is the god that promised them quick prosperity the devil Baal ni Mungu ambaye aliwaahidi eh, fanaka za haraka ufanisi wa haraka weka shetani hapa utapata haraka sana hapa weka hapa utapata haraka sana ukipanda hapa ukipanda hapa utaponya ukipanda hapa utaokoka ukipanda hapa Baal Baal is the prosperity the god of prosperity in other words i am asking you today do you see that god being worshiped in Kenya today Tunaona ya kwamba Baal alikuwa ni Mungu wa ufanisi kwao. Weka hapa upate hapa. Weka hapa uombewe hapa. Unaona ibada hiyo ya Baal hapa katika taifa la Kenya Ina sasa. Nakuuliza je? Nakuuliza je? Unaona ibada hiyo ya Baal katika makanisa ya Kenya sasa? Do you see a God being worshiped promising people quick prosperity? Unaona Mungu akiabudiwa Mungu ambaye anawaahidi watu ufanisi wa haraka? And you can see a clear parallel here that the Lord has been waiting for a long time. Na tunaona mwaka ambayo Bwana amekuwa akisubiri kwa muda. You see that for a long time here God has been waiting. Tunaona kwa muda Bwana amekuwa akisubiri. For a long time here God has been waiting. Tunaona kwa muda Bwana amekuwa akisubiri. For a holy sacrifice from this land. Kwa ajili ya sadabiu takatifu katika ardhi hii. A holy sacrifice from this church. Adabiu takatifu kutoka kwa kanisa hili but it was not forthcoming lakini haikuwa inapatikana and so you see that the same fire that now after Moses Tuna... has offered with Aaron sacrifice without defect the same fire coming down that is the same fire that on Mount Carmel after Elijah has offered a sacrifice without defect comes down from heaven tunaona ya kwamba moto hiyo ndiyo ilikuja baada ya Harumi na Musa kutoa sadaka bila mawa ndiyo moto ambayo ilikuja baada ya Elia kutoa sadaka katika mlima Carmel I am jumping ahead of myself Ninaenda mbele yangu wapendwa wasikizaji You see also in the book of Judges chapter 6 Tunaona katika kitabu cha Waamuzi mlango wa sita That for a long time the Lord had waited for the children of Israel to offer sacrifice without defect Ya kwamba kwa muda Bwana amewasubiri wana wa Israeli wamtolee dhabihu bila mawa 
doa bila doa that is holy sacrifice hiyo ni dhabihu takatifu and he was waiting for it na alikuwa akisubiri and it was not forthcoming at all hawangeweza kumtolea kabisa and when finally he encounters gideon na baadaye akamuonekania gideon and when he met gideon na wakati alimuonekania gideon then gideon is able to place bread without you sacrifice without defect na sasa tunaona gideon anaweza kutoa mkate bila chachu sadaka bila doa and that is what is able to bring the fire of the lord from heaven again na hiyo ndio chenye inaweza kuleta moto wa mungu kutoka mbinguni tena and so listen to me precious listeners na sasa munisikize wapendo wasikizaji wa dhamani right away in a snapshot hivi sasa baada ya muda mfupi You can see very clearly the mind of God regarding the sacrifice you ought to give. Unaweza kuona wazi kabisa mawazo ya Bwana kuhusu dhabihu ambayo unafaa utoe mbele zake. He says sacrifice without defect. Anasema sadaka bila doa. And there is nothing the Lord is asking you for. Na hakuna chenye Bwana anakuuliza that he does not know you are able to provide. Yenye hajui ya kwamba unaweza kutoa. If he is telling you sacrifice without defect. Akikwambia ya kwamba sadaka bila doa, he is very much aware that you are able, your creator knows that you are able to provide the sacrifice. Muumba wako amejua ya kwamba unaweza kutoa dhabihu hiyo mbele yake. Even as we continue somebody. Hata tunapoendelea mtu, I am still talking to you about the mind of God. Ninaendelea kukuongelesha kuhusu mawazo ya Bwana regarding the sacrifice you ought to bring before him kuhusu dhabihu ambayo unafaa umtolee and so let us go to the book of malaki twende moja kwa moja katika kitabu cha malaki the mind of god mawazo ya bwana regarding the sacrifice kuhusu dhabihu that you are supposed to bring before him dhabihu ambayo unafaa utoe mbele zake malaki chapter 1 somebody tunaenda katika kitabu cha malaki mlango wa kwanza mtu i am just building a foundation for you here unatengeneza tu msingi kwako wewe sasa so you may be able to understand the kind of sacrifice that god expects from you as a church as a christian if you get this Then you can partake of it. Ili uweze kuelewa aina ya dhabihu yenye Mungu anahitaji kutoka kwako kama Mkristo, ukijua hii basi unaweza kushiriki katika unyakuzi. Remember the perfect bride of Christ. Kumbuka biarusi mkamilifu wa Yesu will offer a perfect sacrifice before the Lord. Atatoa dhabihu kamilifu mbele za Bwana. And only the perfect bride of Christ is going to be taken up in the rapture. Na ni huyo biarusi mkamilifu wa Kristo atachukuliwa wakati wa unyakuzi. So surely this is a must for all Christians. Sasa hakika mafunzo haya ni lazima kwa wakristo wote. Look at what he says in Malaki chapter 1 verse 6. Malaki mlango wa kwanza mstari wa sita. Malaki chapter 1 verse 6 this is what he says. Anasema hivi, A son honors his father and a servant his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me? Says the Lord Almighty. It is you O priest who show contempt for my name but you ask how have we shown contempt for your name Biblia inasema mpendo msikizaji ya kwamba mwana umeheshimu baba yake na mtumishi humcha bwana wake basi kama mimi ni baba yenu heshima yangu iko wapi na kama mimi ni bwana wenu kicho changu ki wapi bwana wa majeshi awauliza ninyi enyi makuhani mnao lidharau jina langu nanyi mwasema tumelidharau jina lako kwa jinsi gani verse 7 of malaki chapter 1 mstari wa saba wa malaki mlango wa kwanza and today in this segment we are looking at the mind of the lord regarding what sacrifice you ought to bring before him at the altar katika sehemu hii tunaona mawazo ya bwana kuhusu ai 
aina ya dhabihu ambayo unafaa umtoe mbele za Bwana. Verse 7 says. You place defiled food on my altar, but you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying the Lord's table is contemptible. Biblia inasema mnatoa chakula kilichotiwa unajisi juu ya madhabahu yangu nanyi mwasema sisi tumekutia unajisi kwa jinsi gani And you see already the Lord is talking about he is talking very very clearly about the sacrifice you bring to him and he says that is related to the respect you give him Anasema unaona wazi kabisa Bwana anaongea kuhusu dhabihu ambao unafaa umtolee na hiyo inalingana na heshima ambayo unafaa umpe. So that means actually when you come as a Christian before the Lord and offer sacrifice that means you are respecting him depending on the type of sacrifice you are placing at the altar. Hiyo inamaanisha kwamba wewe kama Mkristo unapomletea Bwana dhabihu mbele zake inamaanisha kwamba unamheshimu kulingana na aina ya dhabihu ambayo unatoa mbele zake. And you see very clearly it says that that is the respect and honor that is due him from you that means if you place defiled sacrifice before the lord you have just disrespected the lord hiyo inamaanisha unaona anasema wazi ya kwamba hiyo ni heshima ambayo unatoa mbele zake inamaanisha ukitoa dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa wewe tayari umekosa kumtii mungu and he continues by saying by saying that the lord's table is contemptible Mamstari wa saba anasema kwa sababu mwasema meza ya Bwana ni kitu cha kudharauliwa. And it's amazing to me that he is putting contempt onto the sacrificing that you are doing at the altar. Na ni jambo la kushangaza kwa sababu anaweka neno kudharauliwa katika aina ya dhabihu ambayo unafaa utoe katika madhabahu ya Bwana. This is interesting to me because I remember that when David fell to sexual sin hii inanishangaza kwa sababu nakumbuka wakati Daudi alianguka katika dhambi ya ngono The Lord was very angry at David. Bwana alimkasirikia Daudi and he closed the door on David for more than a year without speaking with him ever again. Na alimfungia Daudi mlango kwa zaidi ya mwaka mmoja bila kunena na yeye tena. He acted as if he had never spoken with David before. Alifanya kana kwamba hajawahi ongea na Daudi tena. And instead he was sending Nathan the prophet to David. Na baadaye alimtuma nadhani nabii kwa Daudi. In other words he's acting like he has never spoken with David. Kwa maneno mengine anatenda kama nikana kwamba hajawahi ongea na Daudi tena. Sexual sin before the Lord. Hiyo ni dhambi ya ngono mbele za Bwana. And then you see that he tells David that because you have made my enemies show contempt unto my name Now I am bringing death into your house. Na unaona akimwambia Daudi ya kwamba kwa sababu umewafanya maadui zangu wanidharau, sasa naleta kifo katika nyumba yako. And I see here that he is talking about the sacrifice you are supposed to bring before him at the altar. Na ninaona hapa akiongea kuhusu aina ya dhabihu yenye unafaa umtolee katika madhabahu yake. And he says that when you place defiled food at his altar you are showing contempt unto his name. Na anasema ya kwamba unapotoa chakula ambacho kimenajisiwa mbele za madhabahu yake, wewe una The time of David was saying that his enemies now are showing contempt unto his name because of the behavior of David. Wakati wa Daudi alikuwa anasema ya kwamba maadui zake walikuwa wanamdharau kwa sababu ya tabia ya Daudi. And so you see very clearly that actually when you offer defiled sacrifice before the Lord, you are showing contempt before the Lord. That means you become an enemy of God. Inamaanisha ya kwamba wakati unatoa dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa mbele za Mungu, wewe unadharau unamdharau Mungu. Sasa inamaanisha unakuwa adui wa Mungu. That is how serious the sacrifice you place before the Lord is Hivyo ndivyo dhabihu ambayo unamtolea Bwana inamaanisha sacrificing before the Lord is not a joke is not a simple thing like I see the church in Kenya playing with 
kutoa dhabihu mbele za Bwana sio kitu cha raizi jinsi naona kanisa la Kenya linacheza nayo. They are playing with sacrifice at the altar of the most high God. Wanacheza na dhabihu mbele za madhabahu ya Bwana Mungu aliye juu. And you say he, he is talking to you he says it is tied to the respect and honor that you give him. Anasema ya kwamba imeunganishwa na heshima na kutii yenye unampa. In other words, when you sacrifice before the Lord, he speaks about whether you honor him or not or you respect him or not. Kwa maneno mengine, wakati unatoa dhabihu mbele za Bwana, inaitadhirisha kama unamheshimu ama hapana. And also contempt is now tying it to contempt and yet when there was contempt at the time of David, death entered the house of David. Na pia Mungu anaiunganisha na madharau. Inamaanisha ukitoa dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa una madharau Mungu. Na wakati wa Daudi, baada ya madharau alileta kifo katika nyumba ya Daudi. And yet that is the same God that you serve as Christian. Na huyo ndiye Mungu ambaye unamtumikia kama Mkristo. I told you today we are going to get very deep about the sacrifice you as a Christian ought to bring before the Lord. Ninakuambia leo ya kwamba tutaingia ndani kuhusu dhabihu ambayo wewe kama Mkristo unafaa utoe mbele za Bwana. Verse 8 he says Mstari wa nane anasema When you bring blind animals to sacrifice is that not wrong? When you sacrifice crippled or diseased animals is that not wrong try offering them to your governor would he be pleased with you would he accept you says the lord almighty Biblia inasema kwamba tena mtowapo sadaka aliye kipofu si vibaya na mtowapo sadaka walio vilema na wagonjwa si vibaya haya mtolee liwali wako je atakuwa radhi nawe au atakukubali nafsi yako asema bwana wa majeshi Now listen to me precious listeners. Sasa munisikizie wapendwa wasikizaji wa dhamani. The blind animals that he's talking about, the diseased animal he's talking about. Wanyama wagonjwa ambao ananena kuhusu hapa, wanyama wagonjwa ambao ananenea kuhusu hapa. The crippled animals that he's talking about here. Wanyama vilema ambao ananenea hapa. For us who are living in the dispensation of the grace of the Lord. Kwetu sisi ambao tunaishi katika nyakati za neema ya Bwana. Because he removed us from the earthly sanctuary into the spiritual tabernacle. Kwa sababu alitutoa katika hekalu la kidunia na akatupeleka katika hema ya kiroho. That means that even our sacrifices change from physical to spiritual sacrifice. Hiyo inamaanisha hata dhabihu yetu ilibadilika kutoka katika dhabihu ya asili mpaka katika dhabihu ya kiroho. So actually he is talking about the worship that you ought to bring before the Lord Hakika. in Christ Jesus. Hakika anaongea kuhusu ibada yenye unafaa utoe mbele za Bwana ndani ya Yesu Kristo. Every other sacrifice you have brought before the Lord like service like fasting like all these things. Na dhabihu mengine yote ambayo umetoa mbele za Bwana kama ibada kama kama kufunga na ndani ya Yesu Kristo and he's saying how have you brought them before him na anasema umezitoa namna gani ndio zake like simple example in the nation of kenya nitachukua mfano eh, rahisi katika taifa hili la kenya the nation of kenya taifa la kenya i see very clearly here ninaona wazi hapa that you bring comedians to the altar of the lord ya kwamba mnaleta watumbuizaji mnaleta watu wa sarakazi. watu wa sarakazi katika madhabahu ya bwana i want you to know that that is defiled that's a blind animal a blemished animal that is a diseased and crippled animal that you are sacrificing before the lord nataka ujue huyo ni mnyama kilema mnyama kipofu mnyama mgonjwa ambao inatoa kama dhabihu mbele za bwana that is a sacrifice with a lot of defect huyo ni dhabihu na mawaa chungu nzima na madoa mengi and yet we see very clearly that he has commanded that if we want a visitation to be favored by him 
the sacrifice has to be without defect. Na tunaona wazi kabisa ya kwamba tukitaka tuakibali kutoka kwake ili atutembelee dhabihu lazima iwe bila doa. And when the Lord says without defect it surely means without defect. Na wakati Bwana anasema bila doa hakika anamaanisha ya kwamba bila doa. And that means you like it or not it will be without defect if you are to be part of the rapture. Na inamaanisha kwamba upende usipende lazima dhabihu iwe ni bila doa ili uweze kushiriki katika unyakuzi. And he's talking about contempt. Na anaongea kuhusu madharau. madharau. And he's talking about honor and he's talking about respect. Anaongea kuhusu heshima na kutii. That means the sacrifice you bring before the Lord is supposed to be well thought by you. Inamaanisha kwamba dhabihu ambayo inafaa utoe mbele za Bwana ni lazima ufikiri vizuri we mwenyewe unapoitoa before you bring it before him kabla umtolee and verse 9 this is what he says msari wa 9 biblia inasema hivi now implore god to be gracious to us with such offerings from your hands will he accept you says the lord almighty biblia inasema na sasa nawasihi ombeni fadhili za mungu ili atupe neema ikiwa jambo hili limetoka katika mikono yenu je atawakubali nafsi zenu anasema bwana wa majeshi in other words the lord is making it clear to you kwa maneno mengine bwana anaiweka wazi kwako that depending on the sacrifice you are appearing with before him ya kwamba kulingana na dhabihu ambayo unatoa mbele zake as a church kama kanisa he can accept you or not anaweza kukukubali ama hapana there is no gray area hakuna sehemu ya katikati sijui my leg is here and another leg is there sijui mkumgu wangu mmoja yuko pande Vugu vugu yani. No, the Lord is speaking very clearly. Bwana ananena wazi kabisa. And he's saying how can I accept you with such sacrifice in your hand? Anasema ninawezaje kukupokea na dhabihu kama hiyo mkononi mwako? That means when it comes to the sacrifice we offer before the Lord. Inamaanisha kwamba ikifika ni kutoa dhabihu mbele za Mungu. That is the most important thing to the Lord that comes from us. Hiyo ndio kitu cha maana sana kwa Mungu ambaye inatoka kwetu sisi. He can accept us or not. Anaweza kutukubali ama hapana. And he says when we come with defiled sacrifice in our hands he will not accept us na anasema tunapokuja na sadabiu ambayo imenajisiwa mkononi mwetu hata tukubali kamwe the church in kenya has behaved as if god can compromise ah uh, ameleta is 50% good well okay let's just take it for today wakanisa la kenya lina tabia kana kwamba linatenda kana kwamba Mungu anaweza kukubali aseme tu ya kwamba wewe ameleta dhabihu ambayo nusu ni safi nusu ni, ni chafu basi naweza tu kukubali today let's just take that leo acha tu tuchukue hiyo that is how the church in Kenya is behaving hivyo ndivyo kanisa la Kenya linatenda linapenda na hiyo ni tabia za kanisa Kahaba. Kahaba. Those are the true qualities of a prostitute church. Those ndio rangi zake. That is the character. That is the true character of the church that is a Kahaba Malaya. Hiyo ndiyo tabia halisi za kanisa Malaya. The church is trading between sin and the Lord. Kanisa inafanya kazi kati ya dhambi na Bwana. And they have failed to teach the sheep the true word of God as it is. Na wamekosa kufundisha kondoo neno halisi ya Mungu jinsi ilivyo. They have taught the sheep compromise when it comes to appearing before the Lord in sacrifice. Wameufundisha kondoo waweze kukubali na unajishi wakati wanaenda mbele za Mungu na dhabihu. And yet today we read very clearly here that the Lord speaks very clearly it's all or nothing. Either you bring a sacrifice without 
defect and I receive you or you don't or you bring the one without defect and I will not receive you. Na leo tunasoma wazi kabisa ya kwamba Bwana anasema ulete dhabihu bila doa na nikupokee ama ulete dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa na nikukatae. Look at what he says in verse 10. Angalia chenye anasema katika mstari wa kumi. All that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you would not be lighting up you would not light up useless fires on my altar i am not pleased with you says the lord almighty and i will accept no offering from your hands biblia inasema laiti ingekuwapo kwenu mtu mmoja wa kuifunga milango msije mkawasha moto bure madhabauni pangu sina furaha kwenu asema bwana wa majeshi wala sitakubali dhabihu yoyote mkononi mwenu The Lord is speaking very very clearly to you. Bwana ananena wazi kabisa kwako wewe. But when it comes to sacrifice we offer before him. Ya kwamba ikifika ni kutoa dhabihu mbele zake. It's all or nothing. Lazima atakukubali ama akukatae. He is saying that if you are going to bring a sacrifice with defect. Anasema ya kwamba utakapotoa sadaka na madoa, he prefers that you don't even come before him. Anasema ya kwamba hata usikuje mbele zake. And that is one case where the Lord prefers that someone goes shut the door. In other words, let he shut the door on you. Na hapo ndipo unaona Mungu ana funga mlango kwako anakufungia nje. Is talking about shutting the doors on you if you bring a defiled sacrifice. Anasema ya kwamba ukitoa sadaka dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa atakufungia mlango nje. It is amazing to me that the church has ignored this thing. Ni jambo la kushangaza ya kwamba kanisa limepuuza mambo haya. And the church has continued to offer sacrifice with defect before the Lord. It's a very shameful event. Na kanisa limeendelea kutoa dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa dhabihu na mawa mbele za Mungu. I am going to talk to you about King Ahazia. Naenda kukuongelesha, naenda kukuongelesha kuhusu mfalme Ahazia. And you see that we are going to read right now. You see that when the, when, when the, the, the Philistines came and attacked the king of Judah, King Ahazia. Tunaona ya kwamba wakati wa Filisti walikuja na wakamuingilia mfalme Ahazia, mfalme wa Yuda. And the Philistines captured all the way from Ayalon, from Gezirot all the way down to Beersheba. Na Wafilisti wakawateka, uh, wakaweka mateka, wakawashika wote kutoka Elion na sehemu hizo zote. They captured that territory waliweza kushika ufalme huo and when the syrians attacked from damascus na wakati wa syria waliweza kukuwapiga kutoka damaska when they came they also defeated him the king of judah na pia walimshinda huyo mfalme wa yuda mfalme ahaz and you see that eventually at that time because of the tremendous defeat he suffered na tunaona kwa wakati huo kwa sababu alishindwa sana and the lord was allowing him to be defeated because of his wicked ways na bwana aliruhusu ashindwe kwa sababu ya njia zake ama kwa yake ili aweze kunyenyekezwa and you see that he became confused na tunaona ya kwamba alichanganyikiwa and he said that since the gods of the damascus the god of damascus has helped his people to defeat me he started removing the furnishings from the temple of the lord na tunaona anaona ya kwamba kwa sababu aliona Mungu wa Damaska aliwawezesha watu wake wawashinde. Sasa hata yeye akaanza kutoa akaanza kutoa and he saw, when he saw that the God of Damascus had helped the Syrians to defeat him. Wakati aliona ya kwamba Mungu wa Damaska aliwasaidia Wasiria waweze kumshinda. He turned around and became confused. He went to the temple of the Lord. Alichanganyikiwa na akaenda katika hekalu la Bwana and he took the furnishings that were used for offering sacrifice 
Spirit before the Lord. Na akachukua mapambo ambayo yalikuwa yakitumika kutoa sadhabihu mbele za Bwana and he placed them on every corner of the streets of the of Jerusalem. Na akayaweka katika kila kona ya barabara za Yerusalemu and then he lit up fire sacrifice to the gods of Damascus thinking that now those were more powerful gods they would help him. Alafu akaziteketeza kama dhabihu kwa Mungu wa Damascus akifikiri ya kwamba huyo Mungu alikuwa na nguvu ambaye angeweza kumsaidia. And you see that the Lord sent his spirit. Na tunaona ya kwamba Bwana alimtuma roho wake and he went and shut the temple doors for the first time. Na alienda na akafunga mlango wa hekalu kwa mara ya kwanza. And I'm just drawing a parallel here to deepen your understanding. Ninaweka tu msingi hapa ili niweze kukufahamisha so your understanding can be deep kilindi deep ili ufahamu wako iende vilindini about what the lord is speaking about regarding his sacrifice here kuhusu chenye bwana anaongea kuhusu dhabihu yake hapa and he says that in that case i'd rather have somebody shut the temple doors so i don't have to see your useless fires before me na mungu anasema katika hali hiyo afadhali nifunge mlango wa hekalu nikufungie nje nisikuone tena and you see king ehaz na tunaona mfalme ehaz is busy offering using the equipment from the house of the lord is offering to the gods of syrians the devil tunaona akona shughuli ya kutoa vifaa using the equipment the furnishings of the temple of the lord anatoa mapambo ambayo yako katika hekalu la bwana anateketeza anamtolea huyo mungu mwingine dhabihu And if at the same time we see that when you offer sacrifice with defect the Lord says at the same time he wants the temple doors shut on you. Na tunaona ya kwamba wakati unatoa dhabihu iliyo na madoa Mungu anasema utafungiwa mlango ya hekalu. In other words actually when you offer sacrifice without defect with defect you are actually offering to the devil not to the Jehovah God the Lord your maker. Kwa maneno mengine unapotoa dhabihu iliyo na madoa wewe unamtolea shetani sio Jehovah Mungu wetu Mungu wetu. Because for him he says he only accepts sacrifice without defect without blemish. Kwa sababu kwake yeye anapokea tu sadaka bila doa and i just want to surprise you but i'm jumping ahead of me that's where we are heading to you see that he is saying that you take the furnishings at the temple and you are offering sacrifice to the gods of the seers to the devil so he says the temple doors must be shut sasa anaona tunaona huyu mfalme akitoa mapambo ya kutumika kutoa dhabihu katika hekalu la bwana anaziteketeza na namtolea mungu wa asiria dhabihu and i'm jumping ahead of myself ninaenda mbele yangu sasa because i'm going to go deep so you understand the true meaning of sacrifice what the lord expects you to offer in christ jesus nitaenda katilindini ili uweze kuelewa maana ya dhabihu chenye aina ya dhabihu yenye mungu anataka umtolee consider the temple of the lord ebu weka hekalu la bwana fikiria consider the temple of the lord fikiria hekalu la bwana inside the temple there are those furnishings where they put a lot of those offerings burnt offerings fellowship offerings ndani ya hekalu la bwana kuna hayo mapambo penye wanaweka sadaka za kuteketezwa na sadaka hizo zingine zote and you take those and you start offering to the devil alafu unachukua hizo unaanza kumtolea shetani what does that mean to the church today in america the church in kenya the church in the four corners of the earth hiyo inamaanisha nini kwa kanisa la america kanisa la kenya na kanisa la mapembe nne za ulimwengu at the end i will show you that actually it's about your heart that he's talking about mshoe nitakuonyesha kwamba ni moyo wako ananena kuhusu moyo wako because you begin to understand that when he says sacrifice without defect in other words he's saying please give me your entire heart and present the blood of jesus which is without blemish with every fiber of your heart and i'll receive you 
kwa sababu tunaona hapa anasema tafadhali nipe moyo wako na damu ya Yesu ndani yake alafu na unipatie kila sehemu ya moyo wako every fiber kila ngozi kila, every fiber of your heart and you are offering the blood of Jesus unipe kila ngozi ya moyo wako na utoe damu ya Yesu and so you begin to understand that many times as Christians you have used the same heart to do things for the devil to offer sacrifice to the devil to sexual sin to witchcraft to immorality and then half of it you want to offer to the Lord is saying no I wish somebody can shut the temple doors on you to, instead of lighting those useless fires before me. Na tunaona kama wakristo tumetumia moyo hiyo hiyo, sehemu ya hiyo moyo tumeiweka katika ile hali ya ukahaba na ushirati na sehemu nyingine tunataka tumtolee Mungu. Anasema hapana, atakufungia mlango wa hekalu badala ya kumwashia hizo moto za ajabu ajabu. Hiyo ni dokezo tu ya penye tunaelekea. And so very clearly begin to understand that Jehovah is able to close the door on you depend on the kind of sacrifice you bring before him. Na sasa tunaona wazi ya kwamba Mungu sasa anaweza kukufungia mlango nje kulingana na aina ya dhabihu ambayo inaleta mbele zake. And you see the way he's talking about it in verse 11. Tunaona jinsi anaongea kuhusu katika mstari wa 11. the great honor unto his name. Anaongea kuhusu heshima kuu kwa ajili ya jina lake. And all this is related to one thing, the sacrifice you bring before him. Na haya yote yameunganishwa na dhabihu ambayo unatoa mbele zake. He says my name will be great among the nations from the rising to the setting of the sun in every place incense and pure listen to that pure offerings will be brought to my name because my name will be great among the nations says the Lord Almighty. Now when it comes to sacrifice he says that his name will be great and honored depending on the sacrifice you're offering. Biblia kwa maana tokea mawio ya jua hata machweo yake jina langu ni kuu katika mataifa na katika kila mahali anatolewa uvumba na dhabihu safi kwa jina langu maana jina langu ni kuu katika mataifa asema bwana wa majeshi hebu ona anasema dhabihu itafanya jina lake liwe kuu depending on the sacrifice we bring before him his name will be great or there will be contempt unto his name anasema kulingana na dhabihu ambayo tunamtolea jina lake litakuwa kuu ama atadharauliwa katika mataifa and it comes out very clearly tonight to all those that are listening tonight that our god has commanded that surely we bring before him sacrifice without defect and there is no common middle ground somewhere either we bring sacrifice without defect and be favored by the Lord as a church or we bring sacrifice with defect and we are not favored and i will explain to you what that sacrifice is na sasa wapendwa wasikizaji wanaotusikiza wote unaelewa wazi ya kwamba lazima bwana ako na msimamo anasema tumtolee dhabihu anasema tumtolee dhabihu bila mawa na atukubali au tumtolee dhabihu bila dhabihu iliyo na mawa na atukatae kabisa and so it's very very important for the church to understand this very firm position of the lord na ni muhimu sana kanisa lielewe msimamo wa bwana the book of leviticus chapter 10 tuangalie kitabu cha mambo ya walawi mlango wa kumi and you see verses 1 to 2 Tusome mstari wa kwanza paka wa pili and he's speaking very very clearly about the sacrifice you ought to bring him Anaongea wazi kuhusu aina ya dhabihu ambayo inafaa umtolee. Either you bring him sacrifice without defect. Umtolee dhabihu bila mawa 
and then he loves you alafu akupende or you bring him sacrifice with defect ama umtolee dhabihu ambayo inadoa and he will not love you alafu atakupenda he says Aaron sons Nadab and Abihu took their censers put fire in them and added incense and they offered unauthorized fires before the Lord contrary to the command Biblia inasema kwamba na Nadabu na Abihu wana wa Haruni wakatua kila mtu chetezo chake wakatia moto ndani yake wakatia na uvumba nao waka, wakatoa moto wa kigeni mbele ya Bwana ambayo yeye hakuwaagiza so the fire so fire came out of the from the presence so fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them and they died before the Lord Moses said to Aaron This is what the Lord spoke of when he said Among those who appear before me I will show myself holy in the sight of all the people I will be honored Kisha moto ukatoka hapo mbele ya uh, za Bwana nao ukawala nao wakafa mbele za Bwana ndipo Musa akamwambia Haruni jambo hili ni hilo Bwana alilolisema akisema nitatakaswa nita mimi katika hao wanikaribi yao nami nitatukuzwa mbele ya watu hao wote Haruni akanyamaza kimya and i wanted to understand precious people nataka uelewe watu wa dhamani that the lord is speaking very clearly about the sacrifice you ought to bring before him ya kwamba mungu anaongea wazi kabisa kuhusu aina ya dhabihu ambayo unafaa mtolee he has brought a command regarding the sacrifice he must receive from you ametoa amri kuhusu aina ya dhabihu ambayo lazima apokee kutoka kwako and you see that when elijah was on mount carmel tunaona wakati elia alikuwa katika mlima carmel and he presented sacrifice without defect to jehovah yahweh na akamtolea jehovah yahweh dhabihu bila doa You see that the fire of the Lord fell down from heaven. Tunaona moto wa Mungu ukashuka kutoka mbinguni and the fire of the Lord consumed the sacrifice. Na ukateketeza dhabihu. But that fire is a double-edged sword. Na moto huo ni upanga wenye makali kuwili. That fire also comes with the judgment of the Lord. Moto huo unakuja pia na ukumu wa Bwana. And you see how many prophets 450 prophets of Baal that he slaughtered. Na tunaona aliwachinja ma, manabii wa uongo wa Baal, manabii 450. And we are seeing the same fire now here when Nadab and Abihu are offering sacrifice unauthorized before the Lord. Na tunaona moto huo huo hapa wakati Nadab na Abihu wanatoa sadaka iliyo na doa mbele za Mungu. And you see that the fire of the Lord that was coming down when Moses and Aaron offered sacrifice without defect na tunaona ya kwamba moto wa Bwana ambayo ilishuka wakati Haruni na Musa walitoa dhabihu mbele za Bwana bila doa and that 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 same fire now turns around and is killing the sons of Aaron na tunaona moto huo unageuka sasa inawaua watoto wa Haruni that means that fire comes with the judgment of the Lord also sasa inamaanisha kwamba moto huo unakuja na hukumu wa Bwana pia that means even when you come before the Lord to sacrifice you can either be blessed or you can be judged by the Lord inamaanisha kwamba wakati unaenda mbele za Mungu ukimtolea dhabihu unaweza kubarikiwa ama uhukumiwe na Bwana consider John the Baptist in the book of Matthew chapter 3 hebu angalia Yohana mbatizaji katika kitabu cha Mariko mlango wa tatu when he told them uh, that uh, he is baptizing them with water for the remission of sins wakati aliwaambia kwamba anawabatiza kwa maji kwa ajili ya ondoleo ya dhambi 
And he says the one coming after him is more powerful he's not worthy to carry his sandals. Na akasema ajae ana nguvu nyingi hata afai abebe viatu vyake. And you see that he says that when he comes he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Na tunaona akisema ya kwamba akija atawabatiza na roho mtakatifu na moto. And he says in his hand is his winnowing fork. Na anasema ya kwamba katika mkono wake is his winnowing fork. Kuna hiyo huma is winnowing fork kuna huma katika mkono wake that is going to thresh the wheat yenye inaenda kutoa uchafu kwa ngano and he says and then he will separate the wheat from the chaff alafu atatenga ngano kutoka kwa uchafu and he says the chaff will be burnt in unquenchable fire anasema sasa makapi itachomwa katika moto ambao hayuzimi And so you see that he is baptizing with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Na sasa tunaona anabatizwa kwa Roho Mtakatifu na kwa moto. And so that means the judgment of the Lord. Na hiyo inamaanisha hukumu wa Bwana. And so you see he can come as the Holy Spirit, the glory of the Lord, the favor that coming to you when you sacrifice right. Na tunaona anaweza kukujia kama Roho Mtakatifu kama kibali cha Bwana unapotoa dhabihu sawa sawa. The favor you need to be part of the rapture. Ah, kibali ni kwamba unafaa uwe sehemu ya unyakuzi. And yet if you don't offer the right sacrifice, then that fire can be judgment can burn you up. Na usipotoa dhabihu iliyo sawa, moto huo inaweza kuwa hukumu, inaweza kukuteketeza. And that's why you see that when Nadab and Abihu tried to do what Moses and the rest were doing when they brought sacrifice without the fact the fire of the lord came and consumed them na tunaona ya kwamba wakati adabu na adhabihu walijaribu kufanya chenye Musa walikuwa wanafanya vibaya wakatoa dhabihu iliyo na doa moto wa bwana ukawala ukawateketeza the same leviticus chapter 9 i'm still talking to you today about what sacrifice you ought to bring before the lord Tusome kitabu hicho hicho cha mambo ya walawi mlango wa tisa. Bado ninaongea kuhusu chapter 10 oh, Bado tunasoma mlango wa kumi wa mambo ya walawi. Bado tunasema kuhusu aina ya adhabu ambayo inafaa utoe mbele za Bwana. And so we see in chapter 10 verse 13. Tunaona verse 12, Tunaona katika mstari wa 12. Again of Leviticus chapter 10. Mstari wa 12 wa mambo ya walawi mlango wa kumi. He says Moses said to Aaron and his remaining sons Eleazar and Ithamar, take the grain offering left over from the offering made unto the Lord by fire and eat it prepared without yeast besides the altar for it is most holy. Biblia inasema kisha Musa akanena na Haruni na Eleazari na Adhamari hao wanawe waliobaki tuaeni hiyo sadaka ya unga iliyosalia katika kafara za Bwana zilizotolewa kwa moto mkaile pasipo kutiwa chachu pale karibu na madhabahu kwa kuwa nitakatifu sana as a church i just want to remind you kama kanisa nataka niwakumbushe at this time you remember that bread without yeast reminds them of the saving power of jehovah god removing them from slavery an everlasting covenant that saved them Tunaona ya kwamba mkate bila chachu inawakumbusha nguvu za uokovu wa Mungu kuwatoa katika ile hali ya utumwa na kuwaweka katika ile hali ya kuwa huru saving them from Egypt kuwatoa kule Misri but as a church na kama kanisa in other words this bread without yeast is holy bread that is Christ Jesus the blood of Jesus kwa maneno mengine mkate bila chachu 
ni Kristo Yesu ni damu ya Yesu I am already talking about the blood of Jesus Tayari ninaongea kuhusu damu ya Yesu Because you are going to ask me now what sacrifice is there that we can offer that has no blemish Kwa sababu utaniuliza sasa aina gani ya dhabihu yenye tunafaa tutoe bila madoa Now I've mentioned to you that there is nothing the Lord is asking you to give that he has not already provided Sasa ninakuambia ya kwamba hakuna chenye Mungu anahitaji kutoka kwako yenye ajekupa yeye mwenyewe tayari And I want us right now as we go towards the end of this first segment Nataka sasa tunapoenda katika mwisho wa mafunzo haya ya sehemu ya kwanza Let us go to the book of Levit uh, the book of Genesis somebody chapter 22 Tuende katika kitabu cha mwanzo mlango wa 22 the sacrifice you ought to offer before the Lord. Aina ya dhabihu ambayo unafaa umtoe mbele za Bwana. And the Lord is saying without defect. Na Bwana anasema bila doa. If you are going to come before me and sacrifice, wakaukiwa utanikujia bila dhabihu, ukitoa dhabihu, if you are going to come to me and sacrifice, ikiwa utakuja mbele zangu na unitolee dhabihu, the sacrifice has to be without defect. Dhabihu lazima liwe bila doa. This is a very important teaching that will change your life forever. Ni mafunzo ya muhimu sana ambayo yatabadilisha maisha yako milele. The servants of the Lord. Hata watumishi wa Mungu. And again Genesis chapter 22. Mwanzo mlango wa 22. What kind of sacrifice Aina gani ya dhabihu does the church have to offer before the Lord? Yenye kanisa linafaa litoe mbele za Bwana. The church can be favored before the Lord. Ili kanisa lipate kibali mbele za Bwana. So the church can experience the visitation the Lord promised. Ili kanisa lipokee mtembeo ambao Bwana aliahidi. So the church can be part of the rapture. Ili kanisa liwe sehemu ya unyakuzi. We are all aware that without a visitation of the Holy Spirit and favor The church cannot partake of the rapture. Sote tumejua ya kwamba bila mtembeo wa Roho Mtakatifu na kibali, kanisa haliwezi kushiriki unyakuzi. The mind of God, what is the mind of God regarding the sacrifice the church ought to bring him? Mawazo ya Mungu kuhusu dhabihu ambayo kanisa linafaa limtolee ni nini? Genesis 22. Mwanzo mlango wa 22. Verses 1 to 19 says Sometime later God test- tested Abraham he said to him Abraham here I am he replied then God said take your son your only son Isaac whom you love and go to the region of Moriah sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain on the on one of the mountains I will tell you about Biblia inasema ya kwamba ikawa baada ya mambo hayo Mungu alimjaribu Ibrahimu akamwambia e Ibrahimu Nae akasema mimi hapa akasema umchukue mwanao mwana wako wa pekee umpendae Isaka ukaende zako mpaka inchi ya Moria ukamtoe sadaka ya kuteketezwa huko juu ya mlima mmoja wapo nitakakuambia Ali the next morning Abraham got up and saddled his donkey he took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering he set out for the place God had told him about Biblia inasema ya kwamba Ibrahimu akaondoka alfajiri akatandika punda wake akachukua vijana wawili pamoja na naye na Isaka umwanawe akachanja kuni kwa ajili ya hiyo sadaka ya kuteketezwa akaondoka akaenda mpaka mahali alipoambiwa na Mungu On the third day Abraham looked up and saw remember the third day somebody remember the third day 
Mpendo wa msikizaji Biblia inasema siku ya tatu Ibrahimu akainuka akainua macho yake Remember the third day. Kumbuka siku ya tatu He's talking about the third day somebody. A, anaongea kuhusu siku ya tatu mtu. He said on the third day Abraham looked up and saw, saw the place in the distance. Hallelujah. Biblia inasema siku ya tatu Ibrahimu akainuka macho yake akapaona mahali pakali mbali. He said to his servants, "Stay here with the donkey." while i and the boy go over there we will worship then we will and then we will come back to you biblia inasema ibrahimu akawaambia vijana wake kaeni ninyi hapa pamoja na punda na mimi na kijana tutakwenda kule tukaabudu na kuwarudia tena abram verse 6 abram took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son isaac and he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them went on together isaac spoke up and said to his father father abram father yes my son abram replied the fire and the wood are here isaac said but where is the lamp for the burnt offering basi ibrahimu akazitua kuni za hiyo sadaka akamtwika isaka mwanawe akatua moto na kisu mkononi mwake wakaenda wote wawili pamoja isaka akasema na ibrahimu baba yake akinena babangu naye akasema mimi hapa mwanangu akisema tazama moto upo na kuni zipo lakini yuko wapi mwanakondoo kwa sadaka ya kuteketezwa Abraham answered God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering my son and the two of them went up together isn't that an awesome scripture to read today Ibrahimu akasema Mungu atajipatia mwanakondoo kwa hiyo sadaka mwanangu basi wakaendelea wote wawili pamoja sio ni andiko ambayo ni la maana sana mpendo wa msikizaji listen to what is happening here verse 9 mstari wa tisa. when they reached the place god had talked to him had told him about abram built up an altar there and he arranged the wood on it and he bound his son isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood Biblia inasema wakafikia wakafika mahali pale alipoambiwa na Mungu Ibrahimu akajenga madhabahu huko akaziweka tayari kuni kisha akamfunga Isaka mwanawe akamuweka juu ya madhabahu juu ya zile kuni Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son Ibrahimu akanyosha mkono wake akakitua kisu ili amchinje mwanawe But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven Abram Abram here I am he replied do not lay do not lay a hand on the boy he he said do not do anything to him now i know that you fear god because you have not withheld from me your own son your one and only son whom you love your only son Biblia inasema Ibrahimu akanyosha mkono wake akakitua kisu ili amchinje mwanawe ndipo malaika wa Bwana akamuita kutoka mbinguni akasema Ibrahimu Ibrahimu naye akasema mimi hapa akasema usimunyo usimunyo usimunyoshee kijana mkono wako wala usimtendee neno kwa maana sasa ninajua ya kuwa unamcha Mungu iwapo hukunizuilia mwanao mwanao wa pekee I told you that there is nothing the Lord is asking the church the Christian to sacrifice before him which he has not yet provided Nilikuambia ya kwamba hakuna chenye Bwana anawauliza wapendwa wa Kristo awamtolee 
kama yeye mwenyewe ajepeana ajetoa mstari wa 12 narudia he said do not lay a hand on the boy he said do not do anything to him now i know that you fear god because you have not withheld from me your son your only son Hallelujah. Biblia inasema ya kwamba akasema usimnyoshee kijana mkono wako wala usimtendee neno kwa maana sasa ninajua ya kuwa unamcha Mungu iwapo huku nizuilia mwanao mwanao wa pekee. Hallelujah. Verse 13 says Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over there he took the ram and sacrificed it as burnt offering instead of his son Isaac. Mstari wa 13 Biblia inasema Ibrahimu akainua macho yake akaangalia na tazama kondoo mume yuko nyuma yake amenaswa pembe zake katika kichaka basi Ibrahimu akaenda akamtoa huyo kondoo akamtoa awe sadaka ya kuteketezwa badala ya mwanawe so verse 14 so Abraham called the place the Lord will provide and to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided Ibrahimu akapaita mahali hapo Yehova Yaire kama watu wasemavyo hata leo katika mlima wa Bwana atapatikana. Verse 15 The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself declares the Lord that because you have done this and have not withheld your son your only one only son I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky as the sand on the seashores your descendants will take possessions of the cities of their enemies and through your offering all nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me hallelujah Biblia inasema ya kwamba malaika wa Bwana akamuita Ibrahimu mara ya pili kutoka mbinguni akasema nimeapa kwa nafsi yangu asema Bwana kwa kuwa umetenda neno hili wala haukunzuilia mwanao mwanao wa pekee katika kuba, nitakubariki nitaku na katika kuzidisha nita nitauzidisha uzao wako kama nyota za mbinguni na kama mchanga ulioko pwani na uzao wako utamiliki mlango wa adui zao na katika uzao wako mataifa yote ya dunia watajibariki What do we see now in this scripture regarding the mind of God concerning the sacrifice you ought to give him? Tunaona nini katika andiko hili kuhusu mawazo ya Bwana kulingana na aina ya dhabihu ambayo unafaa utoe mbele zake? You see very clearly that there is nothing the Lord is asking you to sacrifice which he has not already provided. Tunaona wazi kabisa ya kwamba hakuna chenye Mungu anakuuliza utoe yenye yeye mwenyewe ajekupatia. And when the Lord was speaking to Abraham to offer sacrifice before him the son one and only son. Na wakati Bwana alikuwa akinena na Ibrahimu ili amtoe mwana wake wa pekee kama dhabihu mbele zake. He was speaking his mind. The Lord was speaking his mind regarding what sacrifice he wants us to offer before him. Bwana alikuwa akinena mawazo yake kuhusu aina ya dhabihu ambayo anataka tutoe mbele zake. In other words the Lord is speaking to us his own nature, his nature regarding sacrifice. Kwa maneno mengine Bwana ananena nasi kuhusu asili yake kulingana na 
na aina ya dhabihu ambayo anataka tumtolee remember during the creation of the earth ebu kumbuka wakati wa uh, kuumba ulimwengu christ jesus was already slain as a foundation to lay the foundation of the earth bwana yesu alichinjwa ili aweke msingi wa, ulim, wa ulimwengu he was already offered as sacrifice without blemish without defect tayari alikuwa ametolewa kama dhabihu bila madoa and we see very clearly that actually there is no other sacrifice without defect except the blood of Jesus. Na tunaona wazi ya kwamba hakuna dhabihu nyingine bila doa kama sio damu ya Yesu. That's why the Lord was already speaking to us that he offered him already because he knew that there was no better sacrifice. The blood of Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. That's why he offered him otherwise the wrath of God on us was coming. Otherwise because of that sin uh, because of the sinful nature of man judgment was coming to the earth. Hiyo ndio kwa sababu Bwana alikuwa anamnenea Ibrahimu hivyo tayari alikuwa amemtoa mwana wake wa pekee. La sivyo hukumu ya Bwana ilikuwa juu ya ulimwengu. Actually he's talking to us not Ibrahimu. Hakika anaongea na sisi. He is saying that during the laying of the foundation of the earth I offered you my one and only son and I slay him for you. Anasema wakati nilikuwa nikiweka msingi wa ulimwengu nilimtoa mwana wangu wa kipekee na nilimchinja kwa ajili yenu and i gave you so it can be the only sacrifice without blemish that i can receive na niliwapatia mwana wangu wa pekee ili awe dhabihu bila mawaa ili niwapokee and you see very clearly here when the lord was speaking to abraham he wanted to know the heart of abraham regarding sacrifice na tunaona wazi kabisa wakati bwana alikuwa akinena na ibrahimu alikuwa anataka ajue mawazo ya ibrahimu kuhusu dhabihu remember isaac is the promised son the promised child kumbuka isaka ni mwana wa ahadi that the angels of the lord including the lord himself appeared and spoke about isaac ni yenye malaika ya bwana pamoja na bwana mwenyewe walimwonekania na wakanena kuhusu isaac so isaac is the precious loved promised son sasa Isaka ni mwana mpendwa wa ahadi. The one and only son. Mwana wa kipekee, mwana wa pekee. The Lord was asking him to do exactly what he had done for us during the laying of the foundation of the earth. He was asking Abraham, can you please offer me that blessing that I gave the blessing of Isaac? Na Bwana alikuwa akimuuliza Ibrahimu afanye chenye yeye mwenyewe alifanya wakati alikuwa akiweka msingi wa ulimwengu. And, y- and, and yet we know that he, he already offered the sacrifice that he is asking us to offer. Na tunaona ya kwamba tayari alikuwa ametoa sadaka yenye alikuwa anatutaka kutoa kwa sababu sadaka ya pekee bila doa ni damu ya Yesu and you see that when Isaac is able to bind i mean Abraham is able to bind Isaac and put him on the altar and stretch his hand then the Lord says don't touch him na tunaona ya kwamba wakati Ibrahimu aliweza kumfunga Isaka na kumuweka madhabahuni Bwana akasema usimuguze and he says beginning today now i really know that you fear me na akas- and you love me with every fiber of your heart na akasema kuanzia leo tayari nimejua ya kwamba kweli unanicha unanicha una unamnieheshimu na unanipenda na kila ngozi ya moyo wako in other words abram was already blessed kwa maneno mengine Ibrahimu tayari alikuwa amebarikiwa and blessed with Isaac na alikuwa amebarikiwa na Isaka and the Lord wanted to test the heart of Abraham na Bwana alikuwa anataka kulijaribu moyo wa Ibrahimu to see whether Abraham loves the blessing more than the blesser Ah, aone kama Ibrahimu anapenda baraka kuliko mbariki. Anaibariki. You see that when it comes to the blesser Abraham is able to give up the blessing for the sake of the blesser. Na tunaona ikifika ni um, yule anayebariki, Ibrahimu sasa 
ana uwezo wa kutoa baraka kwa yule anayebariki. He is able to choose the blesser and forget about the blessing, sacrifice the blessing. Ibrahimu ako tayari kumchagua anayebariki na asahau baraka. I told you it's going to be very deep tonight. Nilikwambia tutaingia katika vilindi usiku wa leo. Church today. Kanisa leo, the church has been blessed. Kanisa limebarikiwa. Is the church respecting the blesser today? Kanisa analinaliheshimu linamheshimu mbariki ama anayebariki leo. I see that every time they say I am anointed, I want an altar, I want to preach. Kila mara naona wakisema ya kwamba nimepakwa mafuta nataka madhabahu nataka kuhubiri. And immediately when they start to preach the Lord sends the sheep. Na uh, wakati wanaanza kuhubiri Bwana anatuma kondoo wake. And when the sheep come they start to contribute money to the pastor. Na wakati kondoo wanakuja wanaanza kuchanga pesa kwa mchungaji. And the pastor starts getting blessed. Na mchungaji anaanza kubarikiwa. And very soon I see that the pastor usually forgets the blesser and starts focusing on the blessing. Alafu baada ya muda usio mrefu naona mchungaji anasahau aliyebariki na anaanza kuweka mbele baraka. That is the same situation we saw with repentance that came into Kenya. Hiyo ndiyo hali ambayo tuliona na toba iliyofika katika taifa hili la Kenya. The church was blessed with things in the beginning. Kanisa lilikuwa limebarikiwa na vitu hapo mwanzo and became so much spoiled and went to the gospel that came from Satan of prosperity. Na kanisa likaharibika na likaharibika na likaenda katika injili ya ufanisi ambayo inatoka kwa shetani. And the Lord is saying please come back to me and offer to me sacrifice without defect. Na Bwana anasema ya kwamba tafadhali munirudie na munitolee dhabihu bila doa. And you see that the church refused to choose the blesser and continue pursuing the blessing. Na tunaona ya kwamba kanisa linakataa kumpokea anayebariki na likaweka mbele baraka. And yet the Lord is very clear that I have already offered my son Jesus for free. I am just testing your heart. It's all about your heart. If Abraham is able to offer his son, then surely I know that every fiber of Abraham's heart is for me. Then I will have a visitation for him and I will show him favor for all the days of his life. Na tayari Bwana anasema anajaribu tu mioyo yetu. Ikiwa Ibrahimu anaweza kumtoa mwana wake wa pekee, sasa Mungu anajua ya kwamba Ibrahimu anamheshimu na kila ngozi ya moyo wake. And he knows that every fiber of Abraham is of the Lord. And yet the church in Kenya, na kanisa la Kenya, every fiber is for prosperity. Kila ngozi ya moyo wao ni afanaka. It is about the heart. Ni moyo mpendo wa msikizaji. I told you this is going to be very deep today. Nilikwambia kwamba tutaingia ndani sana leo. I told you this is going to be very deep today. Nilikwambia kwamba tutaingia katika vilindi leo that the sacrifice you are offering ya kwamba dhabihu ambayo unatoa all of a sudden became the blood of Jesus. Inakuwa damu ya Yesu. Mara moja all of a sudden became the blood of Mara moja tu inageuka inakuwa damu ya Yesu. Then you begin to understand that actually the Lord is asking you to offer the blood of Jesus. Alafu naanza kuelewa ya kwamba hakika Bwana anakuuliza utoe damu ya Yesu. And then he's saying that okay that was already offered in the beginning. Alafu anasema alafu anasema ya kwamba tayari damu ya Yesu ilikuwa imetolewa hapo mwanzoni. And he says it's about your heart. I am testing your heart. Do you really love me with every fiber of your heart? Na anasema ninajaribu tu moyo wako. Kweli unanipenda na kila ngozi ya moyo wako ama vipi? Do you love me as the blesser or you love the blessings more than I? Unanipenda kama anayebariki ama unapenda baraka? And you see that when the Lord is able to find out that Abraham loves him with every fiber and he says look I already provided na tunaona ya kwamba wakati Ibrahimu alitikia na Bwana akaona ya kwamba kweli Ibrahimu amempenda na 
kila ngozi ya moyo wake bwana akamwambia tayari nilikuwa nimetoa sadaka ndio nataka ujue ya kwamba baada ya kutoa mnyama huyo Abraham lifted up his eyes Ibrahimu akainua macho yake and he saw a vision when Christ was crucified na akaona maono penye bwana alikuwa akisulubishwa so this is extremely very deep sasa hii inaingia vilindini the center of our fellowship with the Lord is the sacrifice we offer before the Lord Katikati ama kitu cha maana sana ya ushirika kati yetu na Mungu ni dhabihu ambayo tunatoa mbele za Mungu. And amazingly to us there is no sacrifice we can offer before the Lord that has no blemish. Na cha kushangaza ni kwamba hakuna sadaka ambayo tunaweza kutoa mbele za Mungu bila mawa except the blood of Jesus kama sio damu ya Yesu peke yake which he gave us already yenye alitupa tayari so in other words the lord is saying i want you to offer the blood of jesus kwa maneno mengine bwana anasema nataka unitolee damu ya Yesu Get out of those prosperity useless fires toka katika hizo injili za ufanisi moto za kigeni get out of that witchcraft toka katika hiyo uchawi get out of that idolatry toka katika hiyo ibada ya sanamu get out of that immorality toka katika hiyo ukahaba get out of the false prophecy toka katika hao manabii wa uongo and come to me with every fiber of your heart na unirudie na kila ngozi ya moyo wako and put back the blood of jesus to the altar na uweke damu ya yesu madhabahuni i did not ask you to give that which i have not given already sikukuuliza unitolee chenye sikukupa tayari i already provided the blood of jesus for you tayari nilikuwa nimekutolea damu ya yesu because i know you are not capable of giving me a sacrifice without defect kwa sababu nilijua hauwezi kunitolea dhabihu bila doa because if you don't present a sacrifice without defect my judgment will come to you kwa sababu usiponitolea dhabihu bila doa wewe hukumu yangu itakuangukia and because i love you and my mercies endure forever na kwa sababu nimekupenda na rehema zangu zinadumu milele i gave you anyhow the sacrifice without blemish nilikupatia hata hivyo dhabihu bila mawaa and that's why i am asking you to come to me with every fiber of your heart na hiyo ndio kwa sababu ninakuuliza unirudie na kila ngozi ya moyo wako and put back the blood of jesus na, the powerful blood of jesus na uniwekee damu ya yesu lenye nguvu the healing power of the blood of Jesus nguvu ya uponyaji wa damu ya Yesu healing blood of Jesus damu ya Yesu inayoponya the restoring blood of Jesus damu ya Yesu inayorejesha the delivering blood of Jesus damu ya Yesu inayokomboa the saving blood of Jesus damu ya Yesu inayookoa with every fiber of your heart na kila ngozi ya moyo wako sit back to the altar uniwekee madhabahuni and then my altar will be restored alafu madhabahu yangu yatarejeshwa so actually the secret to the restoration of the altar of the lord sasa hakika siri ya ure yesho wa madhabahu ya bwana is the sacrifice we ought to put before the lord ni dhabihu ambayo tunafaa tutoe mbele za bwana it is the blood of jesus ni damu ya yesu there is no other sacrifice hakuna dhabihu nyingine there is no sacrifice of sarakasis you comedian hakuna dhabihu nyingine za sarakazi za sarakazi kwa madhabahuni there is no sacrifice of bringing you a special whatever special show in the middle of the preaching hakuna sarakazi hakuna dhabihu ya kutoa sarakazi ati ati maonyesho 
ya kipekee kabla ya mkutano alafu watu wanajangua kicheko kanisani anasema weka damu ya Yesu na kila ngozi ya moyo wako na nitatumia damu ya Yesu lenye nguvu kurejesha kuyarejesha madhabahu yangu kwa sababu hiyo tu ndio dhabihu ya kipekee yenye mimi napokea kama Mungu sasa ninauliza kanisa leo Is the church ready for a visitation? Kanisa liko tayari kwa ajili ya mtembeo. Because only through a visitation ni kwa, ni kwa mtembeo tu of the Holy Spirit. Wa Roho Mtakatifu will the church receive favor like Abraham received. Ya hapo ndipo kanisa litapokea kibali jinsi Ibrahimu pia alipokea kibali. And then the church will be part of the rapture. Alafu kanisa litakuwa sehemu ya unyakuzi. So as we continue in the next segment. Tukiendelea katika sehemu nyingine. Understand the secrets of sacrificing before the Lord. Wakati sasa unaweza kuelewa siri za kutoa dhabihu mbele za Bwana. And what is talking about is that the blood of Jesus. Na chenye anaongelea hapa ni kwamba damu ya Yesu is the only sacrifice you ought to bring him. Ndiyo dhabihu ya kipekee yenye unafaa umtolee. Listen to me the church. Nisikize kanisa. The blood of Jesus is holy holy. Damu ya Yesu ni takatifu takatifu. There is no way you can offer the blood of Jesus. Hakuna venye unaweza kutoa damu ya Yesu if every fiber of your heart is not walking in holiness. Kama kila ngozi ya moyo wako haitembei katika utakatifu. In other words he's telling you the requirement is that you walk in holiness so you can handle the blood of Jesus and put it back at the altar. Katika maneno mengine anakueleza ya kwamba wewe tembea katika utakatifu ili ubebe damu ya Yesu na uweke madhabahuni in perfect worship katika ibada kamilifu basi mpendwa msikizaji na mkaribisha mtumishi wa Mungu ili atuendeleze karibu haleluya haleluya what a mighty mighty day ni siku kuki ya zigani we have seen again very clearly tumeona tena wazi kabisa that the lord has commanded a certain type of sacrifice from us ya kwamba Mungu ameamuru tumtolea aina fulani ya dhabihu kutoka kwetu and the tragedy is that we have not known lakini hatujejua and we've offered compromised sacrifice na pia tumetoa dhabihu yenye madoa and the sacrifice that is with blemish and defiled dhabihu ambayo ina mawaa na pia imenajisiwa we started from the place where moses was having a conversation with aaron tulianza penye mosa alikuwa na maongezi na haruni and the lord sent moses to speak to aaron na bwana alimtuma musa aneni na haruni on the eighth day katika siku ya nane and i told you that on the eighth day the identity of the child changes na nilikueleza kwamba katika siku ya nane kitambulisho cha cha mtoto inabadilika and so you see that the lord wanted to change the identity of aaron na tunaona ya kwamba bwana alikuwa anataka kubadilisha kitambulisho cha aaron by bringing favor on aaron kwa kumletea kibali and so the lord said tell him to bring the following sacrifice without defect na bwana akamwambia umwambie anitolee dhabihu fulani fulani bila doa And you see that after he has produced that sacrifice that he is supposed to tell the children of Israel to bring sacrifice without defect. Na unaona baada ya kutoa dhabihu hiyo bila doa sasa angeweza kuambia wana wa Israeli pia watoe dhabihu bila madoa. And you see that immediately that is done then the glory of the Lord comes down and the fire of the Lord comes from heaven and touches down. Na tunaona punde tu baada ya hayo utukufu wa Bwana unatoka juu mbinguni na inashuka na ina guza ardhi 
And you know that the fire of the Lord and the glory of the Lord that speaks of the favor of God. Na unajua ya kwamba moto wa Bwana na utukufu wa Bwana inaongea kuhusu kibali cha Bwana. And I spoke to you about Elijah on Mount Carmel. Na nilinena na wewe kuhusu Elia katika Mlima Carmel in 1 Kings 18. Katika kitabu cha Wafalme wa kwanza mlango wa 18. And we see that when Elijah is able to present sacrifice without defect before Jehovah God. Na tuliona ya kwamba wakati Elia aliweza kutoa dhabihu bila madoa mbele za Jehovah Mungu then, then the favor of the Lord comes down and the fire comes from heaven and touches down alafu kibali cha Bwana kikashuka na moto ikatoka juu mbinguni ikashuka chini and we also mentioned of Gideon na pia tulimtaja Gideoni that when Gideon is able to place bread without yeast ya kwamba wakati Gideoni aliweza kuweka mkate bila chachu and then we see that the favor of the Lord touches by the fire coming from heaven na tunaona kibali cha Bwana kinaguza kupitia moto kutoka mbinguni and at that point i made a transition na hapo hapo nikaweza kufungua mawazo and i said actually for the church today where your promise is the bread without yeast is the bread that came from heaven the holy bread christ jesus na niliweza kusema ya kwamba uh, katika kanisa la leo mkate bila chachu inawakilisha mkate takatifu which is Jesus ambaye ni Yesu because we see that for the children of Israel sababu tunaona kwa watano wana wa Israeli every time they presented bread without yeast kila wakati walipotoa mkate bila chachu they were reminding Jehovah God walikuwa wakimkumbusha Jehovah Mungu the covenant that redeemed them from slavery from Egypt walikuwa wanamkumbusha agano yenye iliwakomboa kutoka kwa hali ya utumwa kule Misri and yet for us the bread without yeast actually is the blood of Jesus at Calvary kwetu sisi mkate bila chachu ni damu ya Yesu pale Kalivari that redeemed us from slavery ambayo ilitutoa utumwani and after then i took you the book of malaki alafu baadaye nikakupeleka katika kitabu cha malaki and malaki you saw very clearly the mind of jehovah god na katika kitabu cha malaki tuliona wazi kabisa mawazo ya Mungu we see that the lord spoke very clearly and said that instead of bringing me defiled sacrifice How I wish that someone could shut that door completely so I may never see those defiled fires. Tunaona Mungu anasema ya kwamba badala ya kunitolea dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa afadhali mtu afunge mlango wa hekalu ili nisione hata moto geni hizo. And even as we talk about that he says he relates the sacrifice that the church brings before him he relates it to respect. Wakati tulikuwa tunaendelea kufujifundisha tuliona ya kwamba anafananisha dhabihu ambayo kanisa inamtolea na heshima to honor kwa etkuti and then he says if you bring a defiled sacrifice you are showing contempt unto his name alafu anasema unapomtolea dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa unamdharau even as we continue so we began to see the gravity the weight of sacrificing before the lord sasa tunaanza kuona uzani wa kutoa dhabihu mbele za bwana we began to realize that it is actually not a joke it's a very serious event tunaanza kujua ya kwamba sio mchezo ni jambo la kumaanisha sana and i took you the book of leviticus the sons of aaron nadab and abihu na nilikupeleka katika kitabu cha mambo ya walawi wana wa Haruni na Dab na Abihu and Leviticus 10 and you saw very clearly that when they presented unauthorized sacrifice before the Lord the fire of the Lord came from there and consumed them and killed them na tunaona wazi katika mambo ya walawi mlango wa kumi ya kwamba wakati walimtolea bwana dhabihu ambayo sio haki dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa moto wa bwana ukaja na ikawateketeza and i took you to the time john the baptist was saying that he is 
preaching for the remission of sins through baptism. E, nilikupeleka katika wakati yenye Joana mbatizaji alikuwa anasema anahubiri kwa ajili ya ondoleo la dhambi kupitia ubatizo. The baptism of water. Ubatizo wa maji. And he said that the one coming after him the Lord Jesus. Na alisema anayekuja baada ya yeye Bwana Yesu whose sandals is not worthy to carry. Ambaye viatu vyake afai hata kubeba. He is coming to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Anakuja kuwabatiza kwa Roho Mtakatifu na moto. And I told you so much that the Holy Spirit is the favor of the Lord that comes to the church that prepares the church for the rapture. Na nilikuambia ya kwamba Roho Mtakatifu ndio moto wa Bwana ambayo inakuja kanisani ili iweze kuandaa kanisa kwa ajili ya unyakuzi. When the church is sacrificing sacrifice without defect. Wakati kanisa linatoa dhabihu bila madoa. And John said that in his hand is the winnowing fork. Na Yohana alisema mkononi mwake kuna 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 mkononi mwake kuna kijiko la kutoa chafu kwenye ngano kuna kijiko kubwa ya kutoa chafu kwenye ngano and you see very clearly that uh, the winnowing fork that is going to be used actually separate the wheat from the flour from the chaff tunaona ya kwamba kijiko hiyo itatumika kwa kutenga ngano kutoka kwa makapi and yet we see that he is saying that actually the chaff is going to be burnt with unquenchable fire na tunaona ya kwamba anasema ya kwamba makapi itachomwa na moto usio usio kuzima so surely when the lord is baptizing with the holy spirit is giving favor hakika wakati bwana anabatiza na roho mtakatifu anapeana kibali but the fire that he comes with is also the fire that brings judgment to those that don't sacrifice right na moto anayekuja naye pia ni moto ambayo inaleta hukumu kwa wale ambao hawatoi dhabihu jinsi inatakikana and i took you again in this conversation about with Moses the conversation with Abraham between the Lord I took you to a place where the Lord was having a conversation with Abraham Na pia nilikupeleka sehemu ambapo Bwana alikuwa na maongezi kati ya Ibrahimu na yeye regarding sacrifice kuhusu dhabihu So all through you see that sacrifice is very important to Jehovah God. Sasa tunaona dhabihu ni muhimu sana kwa Jehovah Mungu. And we saw very clearly that he was telling Abraham to offer his one and only son Isaac. Tunaona wazi kabisa ya kwamba anamwambia Ibrahimu amtoe mwana wake wa pekee Isaka. And he says when you offer Isaac to me. Na anasema utakaponitolea Isaka Then actually you are offering every fiber of your heart to me. Sasa hakika unanitolea kila ngozi ya moyo wako. Because I have already given you the sacrifice to offer. Kwa sababu tayari nilikuwa nimekupa dhabihu ya kutoa. The blood of Jesus. Damu ya Yesu that was already poured during the laying of the foundation of the earth. Damu ya Yesu ambayo tayari ilikuwa imemwagwa wakati wa kutengeneza mzingi msingi wa ulimwengu. And we see that when Abraham is able to bring Isaac and, and choose the blesser at the expense of the blessing. Na tunaona wakati Ibrahimu aliweza toa Isaka na kumchagua aliye anayebariki badala ya baraka and you see that the lord says now i know that you fear me with every fiber of your heart it was about your heart i was testing your heart na sasa mungu anasema kwamba sasa nimejua ya kwamba kweli unaniheshimu na kila ngozi ya moyo wako ni moyo wako and so we see that actually the blood of jesus was already offered very early to the church na tunaona ya kwamba damu ya yesu ilikuwa imetolewa hapo mwanzo kwa ajili ya kanisa and the lord is not asking the church to offer that which he has not provided na bwana haulizi kanisa atoe chenye yeye mwenyewe ajepeana and we see very clearly that when the lord eventually uh, the lord is saying that offer the blood of jesus with every fiber of your heart tunaona wazi ya kwamba wakati bwana anasema toa damu ya yesu na kila ngozi ya moyo wako and so the blood of jesus is enormously beautiful 
na damu ya Yesu ni nzuri kabisa saving us from sin inatuokoa kutokana na dhambi let us go further now to the next level of sacrifice katika kiwango kingine cha kutoa dhabihu you are going to be surprised today utashangaa leo the book of isaiah 52 kitabu cha isaiah mlango wa 52 verse 13 to 15 mstari wa 13 mpaka wa 15 he says see my servant will act wisely he will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted Biblia inasema tazama mtumishi wangu atatenda kwa busara atatukuzwa na kuinuliwa juu naye atakuwa juu sana Just as there were many who were appalled at him his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man and his form marred beyond human likeness Biblia inasema kama vile wengi walivyokustaajabia uso wake uso wake ulikuwa umeharibiwa sana zaidi ya mtu yeyote na mambo mambo na umbo lake zaidi ya wanadamu so will he sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouths because of him for what they were not told they will see and what they were not they, what they have not heard they will understand Biblia inasema ndivyo atakavyo wasitusha mataifa mengi wafalme watamfumbia vinyo vyao maana mambo wasioambiwa watayaona na mambo wasioyasikia watayafahamu This is the beautiful sacrifice that the Lord is asking us to place at the altar the sacrifice without blemish Hii ndio dhabihu nzuri kabisa yenye Bwana anatuuliza tuweke katika madhabahu yake ni dhabihu bila mawaa bila doa the, This sacrifice is the blood of Jesus that has no blemish Dhabihu hii ni damu ya Yesu ambayo aina madoa and this is the only sacrifice that the father accepts na hii ndio dhabihu ya kipekee yenye bwana anakubali and we saw that the church is being required to offer the blood of jesus with every fiber of her heart na tunaona kanisa linahitajika litoe dhabihu na kila ngozi ya moyo wake and yet we saw that the church of today has chosen the blessing at the expense of the blesser they have rejected the blesser na tunaona kanisa la leo limechagua baraka badala ya kumchagua anayebariki let us look a little bit at this sacrifice before we go to some very very important segment again tuangalie kuhusu dhabihu kabla tuende katika kiwango kingine cha mafunzo tena the book of romans chapter 3 we are still looking at this sacrifice that is without blemish the blood of jesus kitabu cha warumi mlango wa tatu bado tunaangalia the sacrifice without blemish the book of romans chapter 3 verse 25 he says god presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood he did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearing he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished Biblia inasema ambaye Mungu amekwisha kumweka awe upatanisho kwa njia ya imani katika damu yake ili aonyeshe haki yake kwa sababu ya kuziachilia katika ustahimili wa Mungu dhambi zote zilizotangulia kufanywa. It says verse 26 he did so he did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies hallelujah those who have faith in Christ Jesus Biblia inasema ya kwamba apate kuonyesha haki yake wakati huu ili awe mwenye haki na mwenye na mwenye kumhesabu haki yeye amwaminie Yesu He is talking about 
the sacrifice without blemish the blood of Jesus anaongea kuhusu damu bila madoa damu ya Yesu he says now the blood of Jesus anasema sasa damu ya Yesu can actually take away the sins that were unpunished that were supposed to be punished anaweza kutoa dhambi ambazo hazikuhukumiwa ambayo ilikuwa inahitajika ihukumiwe remember his meaning even those that died actually before the law, the new law came those that died earlier before before Christ came and died kumbuka anamaanisha hata wale ambao walikufa kabla ya Yesu during the time of law and he says there was a complete understanding and capacity of everyone to know what is wrong and right wakati wa sheria na anasema ya kwamba kulikuwa na kiwango wa ufahamu katika maisha ya mwanadamu kuhusu yaliyo mema na mabaya so he was saying that everybody will be judged according to that sasa alisema ya kwamba kila mtu atahukumiwa kulingana na hiyo but he says now that actually those that believe in Christ Jesus na sasa anasema ya kwamba kwa wale ambao waaminiwe Yesu Kristo this blood is sufficient for the atonement of sin damu hii imetosha kuosha dhambi taking away sin kutoa dhambi that's why you see the ark of the covenant of the lord na hiyo ndio maana unaona sanduku la agano la bwana hallelujah the ark of the new covenant of the lord sanduku la agano jipya la bwana you see that the mercy seat is actually the altar on which the blood of jesus is poured instead of the blood of an animal tunaona ya kwamba kiti cha enzi ndiye madhabahu ambayo bwana damu ya yesu inamwagwa hapo badala ya damu ya wanyama and you see that when the blood of jesus poured there that is a fragrance enough to the father so the father can actually atone our sins can forgive our sins tunaona ya kwamba wakati damu hiyo ya Yesu inatolewa pale hiyo ni manukato kwa baba ili baba atuondolee dhambi zetu in other words the lord is saying that by sacrificing to me the blood of jesus every day when you come in your worship with every fiber of your heart that means you are not going to forget my son the death of my son at calvary the precious death that the church has actually forgotten now i don't want you to forget that death hiyo inamaanisha wakati unamtolea mungu ibada ya damu ya yesu ibada ya damu ya yesu katika madhabahu ya bwana hakika aufai usahau kifo cha mwana wa Mungu Yesu Kristo. In other words, I don't want you to forget that I offered my son to you. He died and then he resurrected. The church today unfortunately is offering other things and has actually forgotten the blood of Jesus. Kwa maneno mengine Mungu hataki tusahau mwana wake aliyetutolea kamwaga damu yake. Na kanisa la siku ya leo linamsahau damu ya Yesu, linamsahau Yesu na kutoa dhabihu nyingine. And so it is very clear here that the blood of Jesus is more than sufficient for the church. Na ni wazi kabisa ya kwamba damu ya Yesu ni zaidi ya kutosha kwa ajili ya kanisa. And the Father is very just and fair because he is asking us to offer a sacrifice without defect on this very defective world but the blood of Jesus which he offered already. Baba ametujali sana kwa sababu anatuuliza tutoe damu ya Yesu isiyo na mawaa katika ulimwengu huu wa uovu mengi, uovu chungu nzima na hiyo ni damu ya Yesu. Hallelujah. Let us go back to let us go into the book of Hebrews chapter 7 verse 27. 26 to 27 verses too. Tuende katika kitabu cha Waibrania mlango wa saba mstari wa 26 hadi wa 27 when you look at the book of uh, hebrews chapter 7 ukiangalia kitabu cha waibrania mlango wa saba you see that the new priesthood of melchizedek now comes in utaona ya kwamba ukuhani upya wa melchizedek sasa inaingia hapa i don't want to discuss that today because i'll talk about it during the restoration of the priesthood 
Sitaki kuongea hiyo leo kwa sababu nitaongelea hayo wakati wa urejesho wa ukuhani. But I want to mention one thing here. Lakini nataka kutaja kitu kimoja hapa. You, you see that first of all you have the Levites who were authorized and allowed to offer sacrifice of blood of an animal at the altar of the Lord. Kwanza kulikuwa na wana walawi ambao waliruhusiwa waweze kutoa dhabihu ya damu ya mnyama katika madhabahu ya Bwana. And you see that now there is a tribe called Judah that God did not even mention to Moses in his conversation at that time. Na tunaona ya kwamba kuna kabila linaloitwa Judah yenye Mungu hakumtajia Musa hata wakati walikuwa wakiongea na Mungu wakati huo. And so when Melchizedek comes he blesses Abraham who, who is Jesus he comes Melchizedek is Jesus he blesses Abraham and he disappears and no records until today. Na tunaona ya kwamba wakati Melchizedek wakati eh, Melkisedeki alikuja ambaye ni Yesu alimbariki Abraham na akasahau mpaka leo. Aka disappear. He disappeared. Ah. There are no records until. Akatoweka mpaka leo. But when Melchizedek came, he changed the order of priesthood. La lakini wakati Melkisedeki alikuja, alibadilisha mienendo ama mpangilio ya ukuhani. And that is the beginning of the transition of the church from the physical to the spiritual tabernacle of the Lord. Hiyo ndiyo mwanzo wa kubadilisha kanisa kutoka katika ile hema ya asili mpaka katika ile hema ya kiroho ya Bwana. And you see very clearly that when the priesthood changes that means even the covenant has to change. Tunaona ya kwamba hiyo inamaanisha kwamba wakati ukuani unabadilika hata agano lazima libadilike. And you see very clearly that once the priesthood and the covenant changes then the sacrifice has to change. Na tunaona wazi ya kwamba wakati ukuhani na agano linabadilika basi dhabihu pia lazima libadilike. And then you see now everybody is allowed to come in and offer the blood of Jesus. Sasa tunaona kila mtu sasa anaruhusiwa kuingia na kutoa damu ya Yesu. But this requirement is very high. Lakini mahitaji haya ni ya juu sana. Because the blood of Jesus is very holy. Kwa sababu damu ya Yesu ni takatifu sana. That means if they were required to be very holy, holy as they brought the blood of an animal inamaanisha kwamba jinsi walihitajika wao watakatifu wakati walikuwa naleta damu ya mnyama how about now we that are presenting the blood of Jesus the son of god to the father na sasa je ni tunafaa tukue watakatifu kiasi gani sisi ambao tunatoa damu ya Yesu mbele za baba Mungu and so it's very important to understand these things that actually the blood of Jesus is holy that's why the first requirement is holiness before even you can qualify to come to the father in worship Yeah, before the Lord and we will see the importance of the Holy Spirit in this whole picture. Na hiyo ndiyo kwa sababu unajua ya kwamba kitu cha kwanza ni utakatifu hata kabla ufuzu kuleta ibada mbele za Mungu kama dhabihu kwa jina la Yesu. Kwa jina la Yesu. Under the blood of Jesus. Chini ya damu ya Yesu. Uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 7 verses 26 to 27. Tuende katika kitabu cha Waibrania mlango wa saba mstari wa 26 mpaka wa 27. It says such a high priest meets our needs one who is holy blameless pure set apart from sinners look at that that is beautiful i i that is absolutely beautiful somebody he says such a high priest meets our needs listen to that he really completely meets our needs he is the one who can come before the father blameless without blemish he says who is holy blameless pure set apart from sinners exalted above the heavens look at that somebody exalt above the heaven exalted above the heavens i just want to remind you here that jesus sits above the higher heavens 
Ibrahim nasema maana ilitupasa sisi tuwe na kuhani mkuu wa namna hii aliye mtakatifu asiyekuwa na maovu na uovu asiyekuwa na waa lolote aliyetengwa na wakosaji aliyekuwa juu kuliko mbingu nataka ujue ya kwamba Yesu anaketi juu ya mbingu That's why one time I preached a sermon Yeye kwa sababu siku moja nilihubiri saying that don't make it to heaven and miss Christ Nilihubiri kuhusu usifike mbinguni na umkose Yesu. It is very interesting that the Lord Jesus sits above the higher heavens. Ni jambo la kushangaza ya kwamba unafaa ujue ya kwamba Bwana Yesu anakaa juu ya mbingu and he says he's coming to reward the Christians based on how many people you brought into righteousness. Na anasema ya kwamba anakuja kuwapatia wakristo zawadi kulingana na watu wangapi ambao uliwalete katika haki. So it begins to really puzzle me as to will everybody be at par in heaven. Inanishangaza ya kwamba kila mtu atapatikana juu ya mbingu wa namna gani? Will everybody be able to fellowship with the Lord Jesus? Uh, kila mtu ataweza kushirikiana ama kuwa na everybody in heaven see Christ kila mtu mbinguni atamuona Yesu. I want you to think about these things and nataka, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. Nataka uweze kutafakari kuhusu mambo haya na umuulize Roho Mtakatifu aweze kusaidia. Na mstari wa 27 of Hebrews chapter 7. A kitabu cha Waibrania mlango wa saba. He says unlike the other priests he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day first to his own for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself Biblia inasema ambaye hana haja kila siku mfano wa wale makuhani wakuu wengine kwanza kutoa dhabihu kwa ajili ya dhambi zake mwenyewe kisha kwa ajili ya dhambi za hao watu maana yeye alifanya hivi mara moja alipojitoa nafsi yake So I want you to understand that when he offered this sacrifice Nataka uelewe ya kwamba wakati alitoa dhabihu hii he offered himself as a fragrant sacrifice to the father Alijitoa kama dhabihu yenye manukato kwa baba It was once for all Ilikuwa ni mara moja But I'm going to bring you to a very interesting picture here Nataka nikuletee mfano mzuri kabisa hapa Let us go to the book of Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28 somebody Tuende katika kitabu cha Waibrania mlango wa tisa mstari wa 28 mtu I am still just looking a little bit at this sacrifice this amazing sacrifice that covers all that the father offered before the laying of the foundation of the earth na bado ninasisitiza kuhusu dhabihu hii ya dhamani yenye baba alitoa wakati alikuwa akiweka msingi wa ulimwengu i am just giving you a little glimpse about it the, the nuggets about this sacrifice but there is something important i want to bring us to ninakupa tu vidokezo kuhusu dhabihu hii lakini kuna jambo ambalo tunataka tuongelee there is another level i want to bring you on the sacrifice because i've already mentioned your heart kuna kiwango kingine nataka nikupeleke kuhusu dhabihu kwa sababu tayari nimetaja moyo wako but first of all i want us to focus a little bit on this amazing ultimate sacrifice Nataka kwanza tuangalie dhabihu hii and it says the book of Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28 Kitabu cha Waibrania mlango wa 9 mstari wa 28 It says so Christ was sanct was, was sacrificed actually so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people and he will appear a second time not to bear sins but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him hallelujah the day of the rapture biblia inasema kwamba kadhalika kristo naye akiisha kutolewa sadaka mara moja azichukue dhambi za watu wengi atatokea mara ya pili pasipo dhambi kwa hayo wamtazamiao kwa uokovu hiyo ni siku ya unyakuzi let me tell you one thing that the sacrifice you offer has everything to do with whether you go up in the rapture or not 
nataka nikueleze kitu kimoja kwamba adhabiu ambayo inatoa iko na mambo yote kuhusu kama utashiriki katika unyakuzi ama la I repeat Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28 Ninarudia kitabu cha Waibrania mlango wa tisa mstari wa 28 He says so Christ was sacrificed wants to take away the sins of many people and he will appear a second time not to bear sin but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him remember who are waiting for him Biblia inasema kadhalika Kristo naye akiisha kutolewa sadaka mara moja azichukue dhambi za watu wengi atatokea mara ya pili pasipo dhambi kwa hao wa mtazamiao kwa uokovu who are those who are waiting for him ni nani hao ambao wanamsubiri wanamwongoza the ones who are offering the blood of Jesus day in day out as sacrifice wao ndio wale ambao wanatoa damu ya Yesu kama dhabihu kila siku but how can you offer the blood of Jesus if you are not walking in holiness na unawezaje kutoa damu ya Yesu kama utembei katika utakatifu so in other words those are the ones walking in righteousness and holiness kwa maneno mengine hao ni wale ambao wanatembea katika uhaki na utakatifu if you are waiting under the blood of Jesus. Ukiwa unaongoja chini ya damu ya Yesu, then that means the blood of Jesus is holy as washed away all your sins. Na hiyo inamaanisha kwamba damu ya Yesu ni takatifu na imeosha dhambi zako zote. I have seen a lot of ignorance in the church of in Kenya. Nimeona ujinga mwingi katika kanisa la Kenya. Everybody says oh, I'm washed by the blood I'm waiting for the rapture. Kila mtu anasema nimeoshwa na damu ya Yesu ninaosubiri unyakuzi. And yet he says that the perfect bride will be mature. Na ilhali anasema ya kwamba biarusi mkamilifu atakomaa. And then he will be glorious and holy. Na atakuwa mwenye utukufu na mtakatifu. He will be glorious and holy. Atakuwa mwenye utukufu na mtakatifu. So those ones who are saying I'm washed I'm going to heaven. Why don't you look at yourself? Are you walking in holiness? Why are you showing some growth as a Christian? Are you moving from glory to glory? Wale ambao wanasema ya kwamba mimi nimeoshwa na damu ya Yesu ninaenda mbinguni. Wewe unaonyesha utukufu kama Mkristo. Unakuwa kutoka kwa utukufu mmoja mpaka katika utukufu mwingine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Twende katika kitabu cha Wakorinto wa kwanza mlango wa 5. I'm reading verse 7 alone. Ninasoma mstari wa saba peke yake. And this is what he says here. Biblia inasema hivi hapa. Get rid of the old yeast that you may be a new batch without yeast as you really are. For Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Listen to that. Get rid of your old yeast so you may be a new batch without yeast. You really are. He says for Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Biblia inasema, Biblia inasema hapa ya kwamba basi jisafisheni mkatoe ile chachu ya kale mpate kuwa donge jipya kama vile uh, kama vile mlivyo hamkutiwa chachu kwa maana pasaka wetu amekwisha kutolewa kuwa sadaka yaani Kristo he is the passover lamb yeye ndiye mwanakondoo wa pasaka remember because he is the passover lamb kumbuka kwa sababu yeye ndiye mwanakondoo wa pasaka once you have his blood ukiwa na damu yake then death will not touch you sasa kifo haitakuguza once you have his blood ukiwa na damu yake then the old yeast is gone sasa chachu ya kale imeenda infection eh, ile ile chachu ya kale ile ile magonjwa a book of ephesians i'm just finishing i want to go to the next level tuangalie kitabu cha waefeso namaliza tu tunaenda katika kiwango kingine ephesians somebody waefeso mtu chapter 5 mlango wa 5 i'm reading verse 2 and then i'll go hallelujah nasoma mstari wa pili alafu tutaendelea haleluya ephesians chapter 5 verse 2 waefeso mlango wa 5 mstari wa pili i just want to start with verse 1 nataka tuanzie mstari wa kwanza say, be imitators of god therefore as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us 
and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. I'm just emphasizing this ultimate sacrifice, the blood of Jesus. Biblia inasema hivyo mfuateni Mungu kama watoto wanaopendwa mkaenende katika upendo kama Kristo naye alivyopenda ninyi tena akajitoa kwa ajili yetu sadaka na dhabihu kwa Mungu kuwa harufu ya manukato. Let us finish with the book of 1 John. Tumalize na kitabu cha Yohana uh, wa kwanza. 1 John chapter 2 verse 2. Abaraka wa kwanza wa Yohana mlango wa pili mstari wa pili. He said he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and the only hallelujah and not only for our ours but also for the sins of the whole world somebody. Biblia inasema naye ndiye kipatanisho kwa dhambi zetu wala si kwa dhambi zetu tu bali na kwa dhambi za ulimwengu wote. Let us finish with uh, the book of 1 John chapter 4 verse 10. Tumalizie na kitabu cha waraka wa kwanza wa Yohana mlango wa nne mstari wa kumi. He says this is this is love not that we loved God but he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins somebody Biblia inasema hili ndilo pendo si kwamba sisi tulimpenda Mungu bali kwamba yeye alitupenda sisi akamtuma mwanawe kuwa kipatanisho kwa dhambi zetu That is the sacrifice that the father gave during the laying of the foundation of the earth Hiyo ndiyo dhabihu ambayo baba alitoa wakati wa kuweka msingi wa ulimwengu and is asking the church to put that sacrifice at the altar and do everything if you are worshiping worship through the blood of Jesus don't go through anything else na nauliza kanisa liweza kuweka dhabihu hiyo katika madhabahu wakati unaabudu abudu Yesu usiabudu kitu kingine tena and i told you based on the conversation he had with Abraham that actually he was testing the heart of Abraham na nilikwambia kulingana na maongezi ambayo alikuwa naye na Ibrahimu alikuwa anajaribu moyo wa Ibrahimu so it's all about the heart sasa ni moyo so in other words the lord is asking that give me your heart kwa maneno mengine bwana anauliza ya kwamba nipe moyo wako that's why he says very clearly in the book of second timothy chapter 2 verse 19 hiyo ndiyo kwa sababu anasema wazi kabisa katika kitabu cha timotheo wa pili mlango wa pili mstari wa 19 he says the lord knows those who are his Biblia inasema ya kwamba Bwana anajua walio wake. Again the Lord knows those who are his. Whoever confesses the name of the Lord has to turn away from wickedness. Biblia inasema Bwana anajua walio wake na yeyote anayemkiri jina la Bwana lazima atoke katika uovu wake wote. And there is an inscription he says that is inscribed on them that says the Lord knows those who are his and so that inscription actually is the circumcision of your heart that the Lord Jesus does for himself. Sasa Bwana anasema ya kwamba anajua walio wake na hiyo ni tohara ya moyo yenye Yesu alijitolea. So it's very very important. Ni muhimu sana for you to understand that all is looking for is your heart. Ili uelewe ya kwamba chenye Mungu anataka ni moyo wako. That's why when he was talking to Abraham, Abraham was shocked because he said, "Now from today on I know that you fear me." Hivyo ndiyo kwa sababu wakati alikuwa akiongelea akiongea na Ibrahimu Ibrahimu alishangaa kwa sababu Mungu alimwambia kwamba kuanzia leo nimejua ya kwamba unaniheshimu. It was not about offering of Isaac. Haikukuwa ni kumtoa Isaac kama dhabihu. It was all about the heart of Abraham. Do you love me more than the blessing? Ilikuwa ni moyo wa Ibrahimu. Alikuwa anataka ajue ya kwamba Ibrahimu anampenda kuliko baraka ama namna gani. Let us take it beyond the heart. Ebu tuipeleke mbele ya moyo. The, the book of first Samuel chapter 15. Tuende katika kitabu cha Samueli wa kwanza mlango wa 15. First Samuel 15 verse 22. Samueli wa kwanza mlango wa 
verse 22 but Samuel replied does the Lord delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of the ram Biblia inasema ya kwamba naye Samueli akasema je Bwana huzipendi sadaka za kuteketezwa na dhabihu sawasawa na kuitii sauti ya Bwana Angalia kutini bora kuliko dhabihu na kusikia kuliko mafuta ya beberu So you see the Lord is moving it away right now from your heart sasa Mungu anaitoa katika moyo wako and is taking it to a deeper level na anaipeleka katika kiwango kingine cha kilindi sana and he says actually what i've been asking you to present as a sacrifice before me is obedience to my word sasa anasema ya kwamba chenye nimekuwa nikikuuliza utoe kama dhabihu mbele zangu ni kutii neno langu you are beginning to understand the most important sacrifice the church ought to give if the church is to go into the rapture unaanza kuelewa dhabihu ya maana sana yenye kanisa linafali toe kama kanisa linalitashiriki katika unyakuzi is talking about offering obedience to the word of the lord anaongea kuhusu kutoa utiifu kwa neno la Mungu what a mighty night today kenya has gone through ni usiku kuu kiasi gani kenya inapitia you are beginning to understand that actually it's about obedience to the word of the lord unaanza kuelewa ya kwamba ni utiifu kwa neno la Mungu the book of john chapter 14 Tuende katika kitabu cha Yohana mlango wa 14. Never again will you say you were not told you were not taught you did not know because they preached money and prosperity. Hautasema tena ya kwamba haukufundishwa, haukujua kwa sababu walihubiri pesa na ufanisi. You will not blame anybody else because I'm giving it to you today. Hautamlaumu mtu yeyote kwa sababu leo ninakupa mambo haya. You have no excuse to fail to make it to the rapture. Hauna laama, hauna chenye inaweza kukuzuia usishiriki katika unyakuzi. Because is talking about obedience now being the most critical sacrifice you are supposed to bring before the Lord. Kwa sababu ananena kuhusu utiifu ambayo ni dhabihu muhimu sana ambayo unafaa utoe mbele za Bwana. The book of John chapter 14 and beginning from verse 15. Kitabu cha Yohana mlango wa 14 naanza kwa mstari wa 15. He says the Lord Jesus himself is saying, if you love me you will obey what I command. Biblia inasema mkinipenda mtazishika amri zangu. Haleluya. If you love me you will obey what I command. Mkinipenda mtazishika amri zangu. Obedience somebody. Utiifu mtu. Verse 16 says and I will ask the father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. That means the visitation that the church needs will come from offering the right sacrifice of obedience in Christ Jesus. Biblia inasema kwamba nami nitamuomba baba naye atawapa msaidizi mwingine ili akae nanyi hata milele. Hiyo inamaanisha mtembeleo yenye kanisa inachahitaji itakuja baada ya kumtii Mungu. Again I repeat that. Narudia tena. That means the visitation the church is looking for the visitation of the Holy Spirit the counselor inamaanisha kwamba mtembeleo wenye kanisa inatafuta mtembeleo wa Roho Mtakatifu ambaye ni mshauri that the church is looking for to make it in the rapture ambayo kanisa inatafuta ili ishiriki unyakuzi will come from the church offering the right sacrifice without defect before Jehovah God itatoka wakati kanisa inatoa dhabihu bila madoa mbele za Jehovah Mungu the sacrifice of obedience to the word of the Lord dhabihu ya kutii neno la Mungu haleluya and you see that the spirit of truth the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you 
Biblia inasema ya kwamba ndiye roho wa kweli ambaye ulimwengu hauwezi kumpokea kwa kuwa haumuoni ha, ha wala haumtambui bali ninyi mnamtambua maana anakaa kwenu naye atakuwa ndani yenu and so you begin to understand the importance of the church presenting the right sacrifice you begin to know that the key to revival the key to a visitation of the holy spirit the key for the glory of the lord to return to the altar the key to the restoration of the altar is obedient obedience obedience to the word of the lord sasa unaona maana ya kanisa kutoa dhabihu mbele za Mungu tunaona ya kwamba ufunguo wa uvuvio ufunguo wa urejesho ni kutii neno la Mungu and he says that verse 18 i will not leave you as orphans i will come to you before long the world will not see me anymore but you will see me because i live you will also live Biblia inasema ya kwamba sitawaacha ninyi yatima naja kwenu bado kitambo kidogo na ulimwengu haunioni tena bali ninyi mnaniona na kwa sababu mimi ni hai ninyi nanyi mtakuwa hai On verse 20 says on that day you realize that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you whoever has my commands and obeys them he repeats it here and obeys them he is the one who loves me he who loves me will be loved by my father and i too will love him and show myself to him he is saying obedience is so critical through obedience now he brings you to the father Biblia inasema kwamba siku ile ninyi mtatambua ya kuwa mimi ni ndani ya baba yangu nanyi ndani yangu nami ndani yenu yeye aliye na amri za yeye aliye na amri zangu na kuzishika yeye ndiye anipendaye naye anipendaye atapendwa na baba yangu nami nitampenda na kujidhihirisha kwake That means obedience is absolutely critical. He repeats that's the second time he's talking about it here. Hii inamaanisha utiifu ni jambo la maana sana anairudia tena mara ya pili hapa. The sacrifice the church ought to bring before the Lord is the sacrifice of complete obedience to the word of the Lord. Dhabihu ambayo kanisa inafaa itoe mbele za Mungu ni dhabihu ya utiifu mbele za Mungu, utiifu kwa neno la Mungu. And you see that the Lord himself is saying that if you are obedient to my word and follow my commands, then I am going to bring you to the Father. That means you can be part of the rapture now. I can bring you with me to the Father and I send you that counsel as a visitation because you are obedient and then I will take you. The counselor will prepare you give you truth the spirit of truth prepare you for the rapture and then when i come i'll take you to the father inamaanisha kwamba unapolitii neno lake yeye atamtuma mshauri ambaye ni roho mtakatifu atakuandaa alafu atakuja na kunyakue na kupeleke kwa baba so it's a very interesting time we're seeing going into the church in kenya sasa ni wakati wa muhimu sana tunaingia katika kanisa hili la kenya verse 23 he repeats it here mstari wa 23 tena narudia hiyo hiyo hapa he says if anyone loves me he will obey my teachings my father will love him and he will come to him and make our home with him hallelujah he says if anyone loves him even the father will love him that's the third time he's talk about obedience obedience if anyone loves me he will obey my teachings obedience somebody 
Yesu anasema hapa ya kwamba mtu akinipenda atanishika neno langu na baba yangu atampenda nasi tutakuja kwake na kufanya makao kwake inamaanisha ukimtii neno lake anaongea kuhusu utiifu hapa so sasa unaanza kuelewa ya kwamba dhabihu ya maana sana the church has to present is obedience yenye kanisa linafaa litoe ni utiifu and he speaks very clearly of sending the holy spirit to the obedient anaongea wazi kuhusu kumtuma roho mtakatifu kwa watiifu wale ambao na tunajua kwamba hatuwezi kushiriki katika unyakuzi mpaka tutembelewe na Roho Mtakatifu. So it's very important surely that we present the sacrifice of complete obedience in Christ Jesus before the Father. Sasa ni muhimu sana tutoe dhabihu ya utiifu kikamilifu mbele za Baba ya Yesu Kristo. What a mighty time. Ni wakati majira ya maana sana kiasi gani? Romans chapter 5 verses 18 to 19. Tuende katika kitabu cha Warumi mlango wa tano mstari wa 18 hadi wa 19. And it says consequently just as the result of our trespass was condemnation for all men so also the result of the act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men and he says verse 19 for just as through the disobedience of the one man the many hallelujah many were made sinners so also through the obedience of one man hallelujah many will be made righteous he is talking about the obedience of Christ Jesus to be able to come and die for us the disobedience brings death judgment and he says obedience of Christ Jesus gave us eternal life now somebody look at this Jesus is not asking us the father is not asking us to do what he did not do for us already he offered Jesus already who was completely obedient for us to have eternal life so surely we too can be obedient to the word of the lord Biblia inasema kwamba basi tena kama kwa kosa moja watu wote walihukumiwa adhabu kadhalika kwa tendo moja la haki watu wote walihesabiwa haki yenye uzima kwa sababu kama kwa kuasi kwake mtu mmoja watu wengi waliingizwa katika hali ya wenye dhambi kadhalika kwa kutii kwake mmoja watu wengi wameingizwa katika hali ya wenye haki inamaanisha ya kwamba anatuambia tumtolee utiifu yenye Yesu Kristo alitii akakufa kwa ajili ya dhambi zetu and so you see that the lord showed us how to obey the word already na sasa tunaona bwana anatuonyesha namna ya kutii neno tayari there is nothing the father jehovah god is asking you to do that he did not do for you already hakuna chenye bwana baba anakuuliza umfanyie chenye yeye hakukufanyia tayari yours is easy to be obedient and then the holy spirit becomes part of you will teach you now and then you are able to be part of the rapture kwako wewe ni rahisi kukuwa mtiifu na roho mtakatifu atakukujia na atakufundisha alafu utakuwa sehemu pia utashiriki katika unyakuzi look at what obedience disobedience can bring hebu angalia chenye kutotii inaweza kulete through the disobedience of one man sin entered and death kupitia kutotii ya mtu mmoja dhambi iliingia na kifo and so when jesus came he came with obedience so we may learn to be obedient and find na wakati Yesu alikuja alikuja na utiifu ili tujifunze kutii na tupate uzima wa milele. When Jesus went to the cross he presented the sacrifice of obedience. Wakati Yesu alienda msalabani alitoa dhabihu ya utiifu. Remember 
entering the garden of Gethsemane he said the flesh is weak but the spirit is willing ayakumbuka wakati wa shamba la Gethsemane alisema ya kwamba roho iradi lakini mwili idhaifu and so he said again the flesh is weak but the spirit is willing alisema tena ya kwamba mwili idhaifu lakini roho iradi and then you begin to see that at that time he was sweating like blood coming out of his from his na, face unaona ya kwamba wakati huo alikuwa akitokwa na jasho ya damu kwa uso wake and you see that his obedience to the word of the lord god in heaven led him to the cross so he could be crushed like i read for you in isaiah 52 na tunaona ya kwamba utiifu wake wa Mungu ilimuongoza msalabani ili aweze kushagwa jinsi nilikusomea katika kitabu cha Isaiah mlango wa mbili and that is how eternal life enter to us now na hivyo ndivyo uzima wa milele ilituingia sasa and so the father is asking us please follow the ways of Christ be obedient to the word and you will see a visitation of the holy spirit and you be part of the rapture na sasa Mungu anatuuliza ya kwamba tafadhali mfuate njia za Yesu muwe watiifu kwa neno alafu sasa mtashiriki katika unyakuzi the book of second john verse 6 Tusome kitabu cha waraka wa Yohana wa pili Ah uh, waraka wa Yohana wa pili mstari wa sita Haleluya. Second John, let's read chapter 1 anyway verse 6. Tusome mstari wa sita He says, "And this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love." You walk in obedience. Obedience becomes a very central item in the sacrifice a Christian brings before the Lord. Obedience, obedience, obedience. He says, if we love him and this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. Obedience somebody or complete obedience. Biblia inasema na huu ndio upendo tuenende kwa kuzifuata amri zake. Hii ndio ile amri kama mlivyosikia tangu mwanzo kwamba mwenende katika hiyo. Mpendwa msikizaji yaani anasema hapa ya kwamba kufuata amri zake ndiyo upendo na hiyo ni utiifu na hii ndio chenye Mungu anahitaji kutoka kwetu so we have seen very clearly that he's talking about your heart tumeona wazi kabisa ya kwamba anaongea kuhusu moyo wetu when he was telling abraham to offer his son it was he was talking about the heart of abraham i want to find your heart is your heart with me or you are more in the blessing wakati alikuwa akimwambia ibrahimu amtoe mwana wake wa pekee isaka alikuwa anajaribu kuchunguza moyo wa ibrahimu alikuwa anaangalia kama ibrahimu ataweka baraka mbele ama ataweka anaye atamweka naye bariki mbele remember out of the heart comes obedience ebu kumbuka ya kwamba kutokana na moyo utiifu unatoka so the best sacrifice ever that you can offer before Jehovah God is obedience in Christ Jesus sasa obedience to his word dabihu nzuri kabisa ambayo unaweza kutoa mbele za Jehovah Mungu ni kutii neno lake and again look at what he says the book of Romans chapter 6 verses 16 all the way to 18 angalia chenye anasema katika kitabu cha Warumi mlango wa sita mstari wa 16 mpaka 18 16 mpaka 18 he says don't you know that when you offer your to someone to obey to, be, to obey him as slaves you are slaves to the one whom you obey hallelujah whether you are slaves to sin which leads to death or to obedience which leads to righteousness again i repeat that he says don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey to obey him as slaves you are slaves to the one whom you obey and he said whether you are slaves to sin which leads to death or to obedience which leads to righteousness Biblia inasema ya kwamba hamjui ya kuwa 
kwake yeye ambaye mnajitoa nafsi zenu kuwa watumwa wake katika kumtii mmekuwa watumwa wake yule mnayemtii kwamba ni utumishi wa dhambi uletao mauti au kwamba ni utumishi wa utii uti, uletao haki verse 17 is beautiful it says but thanks to god that though you used to be slaves to sin you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teachings to whom you were entrusted Biblia inasema lakini Mungu na ashukuriwe kwa maana mlikuwa watumwa wa dhambi lakini mlitii kwa mioyo yenu ile ile namna ya elimu ambayo muliwekwa I love the fact that he says you wholeheartedly obeyed that is the most critical thing to the lord the teachings and then verse 18 he says you have been set free because of that obedience you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness Napenda hii Biblia inasema lakini mulitii kwa mioyo yenu mstari wa 18 Biblia inasema na mlipokwisha Biblia inasema ya kwa mlipokwisha kuwekwa huru mbali na dhambi mkawa watumwa wa haki I'll bring you to the next level listeners Nitakupeleka katika kiwango kingine and take another segment on this Alafu tuingie katika kiwango kingine Today you begin to understand that the Lord is asking us to offer that which he gave us already Lakini leo unaona ya kwamba Bwana anatuuliza tutoe chenye yeye mwenyewe alitoa tayari and he turned it into the heart na anaigeuza kuwa moyo and then now it's obedience from the heart alafu sasa ni utiifu kutoka kwa moyo wholehearted obedience wholeheartedly kutii kwa moyo moja and then you see that when you do that through Christ Jesus na unaona ya kwamba unapofanya hivyo kupitia Yesu Kristo then you will experience a visitation of the holy spirit the counselor sasa utapata mtembeo wa roho mtakatifu mshauri and then you can be part of the rapture alafu sasa unaweza kuwa sehemu ya unyakuzi i'm going to look at what happens when the sacrifice goes katika sehemu nyingine ya mafunzo nitaangalia chenye inatendeka baada ya mtu kutoa dhabihu ambayo ina madoa you will have the complete picture today utakuwa na mfano mzuri kabisa leo we understand very carefully that the sacrifice we bring before the lord is the most important ever thing we can do tena tunajua ya kwamba dhabihu ambayo tunamtolea mungu ndio kitu cha maana sana ambayo tunafaa tukue nayo and today i want to look at in this last segment what happens when sacrifice goes wrong nataka tuangalie katika sehemu hii ya mwisho chenye inatendeka wakati unatoa dhabihu ambayo ina madoa mbele za Mungu when sacrificing goes wrong wakati kutoa dhabihu haijetolewa sawasawa okay let us look at the book of first samuel tuangalie katika kitabu cha samueli wa kwanza and we are also going to look at the book of second chronicles na pia tutaangalia katika kitabu cha mambo ya nyakati ya pili and we we'll look at the book of leviticus pia tutaangalia katika kitabu cha mambo ya walawi and we can start now with second chronicles chapter 28 Tuanzie kitabu cha mambo ya nyakati ya pili nane Second Chronicles 28. Mambo ya nyakati ya pili mlango wa nane And starting from verse 16. Tuanze katika mstari wa sita Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says at that time King Ahaz sent to the kings of Assyria for help. Biblia inasema wakati ule mfalme Ahazi akatuma wajumbe kwa mfalme wa Ashuru ili amsaidie. The Edomites had again come and attacked Judah and carried away prisoners. Kwa kuwa waidomi walikuwa wamekuja tena na kuwapiga Yuda na kuwachukua wafungwa. While the Philistines had raided towns 
in the foothills and in the Negev of Judah. They captured and occupied Beth Shemesh, Ayalon, and Gederoth, as well as Soko. Biblia inaendelea kusema ya kwamba wafilisti pia walikuwa wameingia muji ya Shefela na ya Negebu ya Yuda. Nao wameutua Beth Shemeshi na Ayaloni na Gederothi na Soko pamoja na mji yake na Timna pamoja na mji yake na Jimso pia na mji wake wakakaa humo haleluya they had captured Ayalon, Gederoth, they had captured Soko, Timna, Gimzo, and all the surrounding villages. Verse 19 he said, The Lord had humbled Judah because of Ahaz, king of Israel, for he had promoted wickedness in Judah and had been most unfaithful to the Lord. Kwa maana Bwana alinamisha Yuda kwa ajili ya uhazi mfalme wa Israeli kwa kuwa yeye aliwafanyia Yuda aibu na kumuasi Bwana mumno. Tiglath Pileser king of Assyria came to him but he gave him trouble instead of help. Na Tiglath Pileseri mfalme wa Ashuru akanijia akamfadhaisha asimtie nguvu kwa lolote. Ahaz took some of the things from the temple of the Lord and from the royal palace and from the princes and presented them to the king of Assyria but that did not help him. Kwa maana Ahazi alitoa sehemu katika nyumba ya Bwana na katika nyumba ya mfalme na ya wakuu akampa mfalme wa Ashuru asisaidiwe na jambo hilo. In his time of trouble King Ahaz became even more unfaithful to the Lord. Na wakati alipofadhaishwa akazidi kumwasi bwana huyo mfalme ahazi haleluya he offered he offered sacrifices the gods of damascus who had defeated him for he thought since the gods of the kings of aram had helped him had helped them i will sacrifice to them so they will help me but they were to his downfall and the downfall of all israel kwani akaitolea dhabihu miungu ya demeski iliyompinga akasema kwa sababu miungu ya wafalme wa shamu imewasaidia wao mimi nitaitolea shamu au nitaitolea dhabihu ili inisaidie mimi lakini ndio iliyo iliyo muangamiza yeye na Israeli wote Now listen to me church the most important is 24 Nisikie kanisa cha muhimu ni mstari wa 24 Ehaz gathered together the furnishings from the temple of God and took them away he shut the doors of the Lord's temple and set up altars at every street corner in Jerusalem Biblia inasema ya kwamba tena Ahazi akakusanya vyombo vyote vya nyumba ya Mungu akavikata vipande vipande vyombo vya nyumba ya Mungu akaifunga milango ya nyumba mbaya bwana akajifanyizia madhabahu katika kila pembe ya Yerusalemu in every town in Judah he built high places to burn sacrifices to other gods and provoke the lord the god of the, his fathers to anger the god of israel na katika kila mji wa yuda akafanya mahali pa juu pa kuifukizia miungu mingine uvumba akamkasirisha bwana Mungu wa babaze I just want to ask you today Nataka nikuulize leo even as you have been sacrificing to the Lord Hata wakati ambapo umekuwa ukimtolea Mungu dhabihu and I spoke to you and I said it's all about your heart Na nilikunenea na nilikwambia ya kwamba ni moyo wako because it's your heart that you used to worship the Lord Kwa sababu ni moyo wako ndio unatumia kwa kumwabudu Mwenyezi Mungu It is your heart that produces faith ni moyo wako ndio inatoa imani and brings 
false obedience na inatoa tena utiifu you use your heart to offer sacrifice to the lord unatumia moyo wako kumtolea bwana dhabihu and your body is the holy temple of the holy spirit na mwili wako ni hekalu takatifu la roho mtakatifu let me ask you today hebu nikuulize leo have you taken the furnishing of the temple of the lord umechukua viombo vya hekalu la bwana and used it to offer sacrifice to other gods na ukaitumia kutoa dhabihu kwa miungu mingine the gods of immorality miungu ya usherati the gods of sexual sin and witchcraft miungu ya dhambi ya ngono and witchcraft na uchawi the gods of love of money miungu ya kupenda pesa the gods of murder the gods of lies miungu ya uaji miungu ya uongo have you used your heart to worship those gods umetumia moyo wako kuabudu miungu hizo we see very clearly that the lord sends his spirit and shuts the temple door tunaona wazi kabisa bwana alimtuma roho wake na akafunga mlango ya hekalu ever since you have been worshiping and sacrificing before the lord tangu umekuwa ukiabudu na kutoa sadaka mbele za mungu Have you been offering a sacrifice to the Lord that is defiled? Umekuwa ukitoa dhabihu mbele za Mungu ambayo imenajisiwa? Have you been causing the Lord to anger because you are worshiping another god of immorality and then you are trying to come back to him? Umekuwa ukimkasirisha Mungu kwa sababu umekuwa ukiabudu miungu mingine ya usherati na unajaribu kumrudia? That is what you see happening here with the King Ahaz. Hiyo ndio chenye unaona inikitendeka hapa na mfalme Ehazi. And I know that the church today has taken the furnishings of the house of the Lord. Na nimejua ya kwamba kanisa leo imechukua mapambo ya nyumba ya Bwana and used it to worship another god na wakaitumia kumwabudu muungu mwingine the heart of the church moyo wa kanisa has been diverted to other things imebadilishwa kwa matumizi mengine mambo mengine it becomes very tricky because our god his other name is jealous na imekuwa ni jambo la kushtua sana kwa sababu Mungu wetu ni muivu. His other name is jealous. I am jealous. Jina lake nyingine ni kwamba yeye ni muivu. I will not share you with another god. Sita amtaniabudu na tena muabudu Mungu miungu mingine. And yet the church has acted as if we can share him. Na kanisa limetenda kazi ni kana kwamba wanaweza kumtumikia Mungu na miungu mingine. You are the church. Wewe ndiwe kanisa. And your heart is the altar the furnishing in the temple. Na moyo wako ndiyo madhabahu ni mapambo katika hekalu. And I know many Christians that have worshiped money, they have been in sexual sin, there are many things. Those are other gods, those are evil gods that come from Satan. Najua wakristo wengi wameabudu pesa, wamekwa wakiwa katika ile hali ya usherati. Hiyo ni hayo ni miungu mingine na hiyo ni dhabihu nyingine unamtolea Mungu. Unachukua. If that is true, there is need for repentance. Kama ukweli haya yanatendeka kuna hitaji la toba and ask the holy spirit to take over your whole heart na omba roho mtakatifu achukue ushukani katika moyo wako the whole heart moyo wako wote so you can worship him without defect ili uweze kumwabudu bila mawaa bila kizuizi let us look at the second situation when sacrifice goes bad tuangalie hali ya pili wakati uh, matoleo ya dhabihu inaenda vibaya haiendi sawa na Mungu the book of first samuel chapter 2 tuangalie kitabu cha samueli wa kwanza mlango wa pili verses 27 on tuanzie mstari wa 27 
again first Samuel chapter 2 Samueli wa kwanza mlango wa pili verse 27 mstari wa 27 all the way to 33 tusoma mpaka 33 Now a man of God came to Eli and said to him This is what the Lord says Did I not clearly reveal myself to your father's house when they were in Egypt under Pharaoh Biblia inasema kisha mtu wa Mungu akamwendea Eli akamwambia Bwana asema hivi je mimi si kujidhihirisha nafsi yangu kwa nyumba ya baba yako walipokuwa katika Misri wakitumikia nyumba ya farao I chose your father out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest to go up to my altar and burn incense and to wear an ephod and an ephod in my presence I also gave your father's house uh, all the offerings made with fire hallelujah by the Israelites Biblia inasema je si kumchagua yeye katika katika kabila zote za Israeli ili awe kuhani wangu apande madhabahuni kwangu na fukize uvumba na kuvaa na ivera mbele zangu nami sikuwapa watu wa mbari ya baba yako dhabihu zote za wana wa Israeli zilizotolewa kwa moto Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offering that I prescribe for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves by on the choice parts of every offering made by my people Israel? Kwa nini basi mnaipiga teke dhabihu yangu na sadaka yangu nilizoziamuru katika maskani yangu uh, ukawaheshimu wanao kuliko mimi mpate kujinenepesha kwa sadaka zote za watu wangu Israeli zilizo njema Therefore the Lord therefore the Lord the God of Israel declares I promised that your house and your father's house would minister before me forever but now the Lord declares far be it from me those who honor me I will honor but those who despise me will be disdained. Biblia inasema ya kwamba kwa sababu hiyo Bwana Mungu wa Israeli asema ni kweli nalisema ya kuwa nyumba yako na nyumba ya baba